0: Welcome back to the Optional Boss Podcast. We are your hosts, Josh and Tyler, and today we actually have a very special guest, one of my dear friends. From back in my streaming days, she's always been very, very supportive, huge Final Fantasy fan. I'd like to introduce you to Krev.
1: Hello, everyone. Krev, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us. And Tyler, how are you doing?
2: You know, it's just very convenient that we happen to get a fan of Final Fantasy, because otherwise this might be a bit of a troubling topic today.
3: Oh, no <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> yes so this is episode 14 where we are going to do a bit of an overview slash ranking on the final fantasy series it is a something that we've wanted to do for a little bit we've talked now again and i feel like we're saying this a lot lately i haven't played all of them and i don't think tyler has played all of them oh, but no. we both have a good good amount of knowledge of them and Krev, being a fan herself uh you haven't played them all but you know of A decent amount about the, especially the later ones, Yeah,
1: I would say I've got most of them. The only ones that I never really got a chance to play were probably about three, four, and five the entire rest of the the service I've played, not including the additional games, like 13 uh, additional games and the 10 additional games. I've only played basically the the basic line ones.
0: Okay.
2: That works out perfectly because we are strictly tackling just the single number, not with hyphen other number attached today. That would be yes. a little So that means you guys are skipping
1: one of the best Final Fantasy games ever, Final Fantasy Tactics.
2: Yes. <laughs> it, that was actually kind of tricky with this one because, like, ugh, there is so much good beyond just there the core is. Final Fantasy titles. And, like, you know, doing, like, just a personal top ten, it would be just a mixed bag of a whole bunch of stuff. So I guess we just kind of figured today we'll keep it concise for the actual Final Fantasies. But, you know, we, we, we can definitely spice it up with a little bit of fondness for... Well, right now, I know myself, I've still been playing the heck out of Final Fantasy theater rhythm because it's so good. Me
1: too. It's so cute. Oh, oh
0: it's it's fantastic. And it has absorbed all my free time. And I do feel a little bad. Maybe, maybe I'd actually be a little more prepared for this episode <laughs> if I wasn't playing it. Or are Honestly, you the
1: best prepared you can be because you've been playing it? Now you have like all the music I've, in your head already.
0: I'm learning the soundtrack very well.
2: I know. I don't know about you two, but when it comes to the ranking side of this discussion here, honestly, you could really look at my opinion as uh, best Final Fantasy soundtracks in my mind.
1: Mm, Yeah, (laughs) it's hard. It's hard because I love some of the soundtracks of the games that I hate. So, you know, it's very, very, very kind of hot and cold with me for that.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, so, Krev, how about you tell us a bit of, uh, well, the audience about yourself and uh, where they can find you if they are interested in your content? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So um, I'm a Twitch partner. I've been streaming for seven years on the platform, partnered for two. I predominantly play a lot of Square Enix titles. Um, I main Final Fantasy XIV, but I also play a lot of indie games as well on the side. You can find me at twitch.tv slash Krev. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at uh, KrevLMTV. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much where I spend most of my time.
0: Perfect. And, uh, yeah, how about we get into our discussion? And actually, before that, let's do our proper intro. What has everyone been playing? Tyler, what uh, what have you been up to? Just theater rhythm or?
2: Mostly theater rhythm. I recently got to the end of Sultan Sanctuary. And you know what? I'm, I'm big enough to admit when, when a game's got me beat and I don't feel like bashing my head against the wall to try to beat it, I I put it down. And I walked away, and I thought I would play something that I would have more fun with at the time. Because I, I've beaten Sultan Sanctuary before, and don't get me wrong. It is a fantastic Metroidvania Souls-like experience. But there's just so much more I gotta get to. And, yeah, if it's just become a frustrating struggle just to overcome something I've already done, when I've got still got Metroid Prime that I have to get into, it's theater rhythm up so I I've... Decided where my priorities have lied and moved on. Ah, uh, but uh, how about how about yourself?
0: Ah, uh, you go ahead. What have, what have you been playing?
1: Oh gosh, I've been a little all over the place recently. So, uh, most recently on the stream, I've been playing What Remains of Edith Finch. Beautiful game. We've actually been doing Excellent. like this like short game Saturday. Originally, my 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 functions for Saturday is Strong Indie Saturday where we highlight like different indie games. But honestly, I've been turning it more so into a uh, short, 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 gorm, wow, short, gorm, short game <laughs> Saturday. Um, and we've been playing games that are mostly under like three hours. So what remains of Edith Finch was like a two hour amazing game. Um, and then before your eyes, I don't know if you've heard about that game, but it is like the blinking mechanic. It is so amazing. Like the game made me cry, like hands down. It, it's it's on camera. It's recorded. I cried. Uh, it was just such a like a heart wrenching, beautiful game. Um, and then beyond that, we had to we had to prep the show by playing the Power Wash Simulator Midgar Edition. So naturally, Absolutely. I prepped on that. <laughs> um, and then I've been really just deep diving into the Atelier series. I don't know if either of you have played those, but I'm about seven games deep of like 32 games total. So that's been another oh, love crap. of mine that I've recently been addicted to. So so yeah, I'm a little little all over the place.
0: That's that's fair. And Before Your Eyes, if I'm not mistaken, so we do uh, mini indie reviews on this, uh, this podcast. And when it came to doing our Bossies episode, Before Your Eyes was actually my Mindy of the year.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. So like, easily it, the best game I played this year, for sure.
0: As for myself, I've been just hung up on theater rhythm. And I keep slowly shifting my eyes toward my backlog and being like, if that falls, it's gonna hurt me.
1: It doesn't exist if we don't look at it. <laughs>
0: exactly. And I think that's something everyone feels. Oh yeah, I got uh, like four hundred games. It's awful.
2: <laughs> we're we're no stranger to that here. No,
0: no. Especially being physical collectors, it's like, okay, yeah, we we have nothing. It's it's gonna be a few months before they actually ship out. Oh wait, they they all showed up at once. Well, here's theater rhythm.
2: Yep.
0: Uh, so let's start diving into our topic at hand. And Final Fantasy has been around for quite a while now. And I don't actually have the date for the the first one released. Actually, I believe it was 35 years ago,
1: date, but, if I remember yeah. correctly. I don't remember the exact date off of it, but I want to say it's 35 years.
0: So the the first one came out in Japan in 1987 Mm -hmm. and we got it here in in the West in North America come 1990 so three years after Mm -hmm. the initial launch of it and there's a few things about like how it actually came to fruition that is kind of interesting because this was kind of Square or not Square Enix but uh, Square's kind of last venture in trying to do big in the West and originally it was going to be called Fighting Fantasy. And then they found out that there's actually a book series named Fighting Fantasy. So they they couldn't do that. So they came out with Final Fantasy being uh, what was supposed to be the creator, Sakaguchi's last project with the company. And because it became a success, they just moved forward and created. Now there's 15 mainline games. 16 is around the corner, uh, I believe this summer.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, this summer.
0: So, uh. What was so special about Final Fantasy 1? Why why did it succeed over here?
1: I think it was just different, to be honest. Like
0: It was it was very much It different.
1: was very different with the party based. Like we I grew up on an Atari and a Commodore. Like we had that rocking in my, my living room when I lived in New York and we had Pitfall and and Duck Hunt and you know Super Nintendo games and this was like just different. It was very different and I actually didn't play it until much later. My older siblings, my older sister and my older brother had played it quite a bit and I would just watch them because I was really young. I mean, I was one, not even one years old when the game came out um, in the West. So it it definitely was not a game I could just like jump in and play. So I I grew up a lot watching them play a lot of the earlier titles and it just there was just something about it. There was an intriguing story. It was a different type of gameplay. Um, and I think it did a lot. And even just the music, with it being obviously simplistic style music compared to what we have now, it it was d- just different and exciting.
0: And correct me if I'm wrong, I've, I always want to call it Dragon Quest. I think that's its proper name. But uh, Dragon Warrior, as it was known in North America, Tyler, do I have that right?
1: I think it was I, Dragon Quest for us, wasn't it, it?
2: It started as Dragon Warrior, and I want to say... Oh, they, it's, it's kind of a weird Final Fantasy situation where a couple of them, like I think four and five for Super Nintendo never came here. We got up to three, I believe. But yeah, I think it wasn't until Dragon Quest eight that it actually started being called Dragon Quest here.
0: It's it's almost a sim- similar situation to the Final Fantasy's numbering conventions. They, they have a which,
2: weird amount of parallels when it comes to their history.
0: Yes. So Dragon Warrior was always like almost a first-person view where... When Final Fantasy came out, like you actually saw your party members. You you could select your party uh, party of 4, which for some reason could only be named four letters. So, my name would fit perfectly.
1: Same. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah. For me, my yeah. first name's Lisa, so it always worked out well for me.
2: We'd be losing an E worked. or something for me. <laughs> Tiller. Tiller.
0: Um and just being the first like that there's the iconic black mage that we personally i find almost a symbol of the earlier final fantasy games with the with the orange hat the blue mm-hmm. it's
1: blue what people cape. think of when you think of final fantasy
3: yeah
1: yeah even today it, like it, i feel like even today people still like you can find like little merch stores and little trinket shops that have that black mage and people are like final fantasy like and we're looking at final fantasy 16 with like 3d beautiful graphics but no it's that 2d pixel uh, black mage that, that sends us
0: yep yep that that that's still what we think about well, and it, it, it retro stuff sticks with you.
2: That's why we're here.
0: Yep. <laughs> and Final Fantasy One obviously brought in the Prelude that yes. they still use in some forms yeah. in in mm-hmm. different mannerisms, and the airship, which was very prevalent in a lot of the Final Fantasy games, and Sid. So it was it was a very strong baseline.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely use that as a template going forward, and obviously adapted it to modern times. Uh, plus, you can't forget Sid. We have Sid in every Final Final Fantasy game. So, and even the Except even the additional Final fantasy one. That's yeah. right. Oh my gosh! Wait, are you no, sure? He
0: came in two. He started in two. They might really?
2: have retroactively put him in some of the re-releases as like kind of a cheeky nod. But yeah, I don't believe oh, he was possible. in the original in any shape or form.
0: No, I I don't believe he was. I'm, I'm gonna have sure to look this uh, up while we're chatting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, do it. If if we're no, wrong, you're right. Wait, on hang that.
1: on. Uh oh, so like it's 3. Final Fantasy VII remake. So there's n- he hasn't been obviously introduced in the remake, which I think is kind of unfair because he is in Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Um, and Final Fantasy One are the only games where Sid does not appear.
0: Ah, huh. okay.
1: So you're right. Interesting. I learned something new today. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Perfect. We're we're doing things. So. We had Final Fantasy 1 on the NES, and obviously the first Final Fantasy is going to be the first one that we've played. Where would you guys put it in a ranking out of the mainline games, out of the 15? Do you th- do you know?
2: So from 1 to 15, I would have the very first, this is a very interesting way to start, rate right at 7. 7 as in yeah, best or I- 7
1: as in like almost worst?
2: So, so
0: I would put one as best. One, best. Yeah,
1: one okay. being
2: the best. So my my seven. So pretty much smack dab in the middle. And the reason for this is like, I really like the original Final Fantasy. I've played it at least like in its original NES form, more so on the Game Boy Advance. I really liked mm-hmm. that version. But it's one of those games that... I think just because I've had access to the rest of the series, it's a, it's a novelty at this point yeah. for me personally. That doesn't make it bad in any way. It's a lot of fun to come up with really interesting party compositions, but it's not the first one on my mind to like pick up and go with.
1: Yeah. Now I guess a follow-up yeah. question here. Are we counting Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VII Remake as two separate games or one?
2: To... I I would say w- mm. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, because that would
1: make it out of sixteen rather than out of, of fifteen.
2: <laughs> but like the the game discussion is like the Final Fantasy VII original, but that okay, doesn't cool. mean that the remake can't make you like it more. Okay. Yeah. So well, I, I'm saying better. either
1: way, Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VII remake are in the same place for me. So I was mostly just curious because I would say if they counted as two separate games, mine would also be number seven for Final Fantasy one. Otherwise, <laughs> it would be Final Fan. It would be my sixth one for that.
0: So with Final Fantasy one being my first RP proper RPG, uh, I'm gonna rank it actually lower than you guys. I'm gonna be putting it at number twelve.
1: Weird. Interesting. Yeah.
0: So with that, obviously, we had uh, Final Fantasy II, which we never got over here in the West. And it was uh, on the Famicom only for the longest time until we finally got a release in the Final Fantasy Origins Collection for PlayStation 1. Now, this came out a year after the original in Japan, which, let's, let's be honest, a year in development for a game is pretty good, especially by today's standards, I suppose. But, and... It introduced a few few different things, and it it had some shortcomings. But a few things that it it created as some staples is again we have Sid. Sid was introduced. Uh, the whole dragoon class has been introduced. The Ultima spell, and chocobos.
2: The most iconic thing of the whole franchise.
1: Yeah.
0: So, I mean, it added a lot, but I also know that it's not very appreciated because it has some downfalls like they the whole leveling thing you didn't so much gain experience since experience from battles you had to level up different uh attributes so say if you wanted to raise your hp you had to take damage and keep that damage like you, you couldn't heal up your party and then at the end of the battle you have a chance of leveling that uh your hp up which that would be
1: quite grinding. Yeah, I think I, I never played it either. So I'm going to preface my, my full discussion on, on that. I've seen it played, um, but that was a major turnoff for me. Um, so that's kind of why I ranked the game much lower for that yes. one. And obviously a lot of it would maybe change if I played the game. But as of right now, as it stands as not playing it, but seeing it played, uh, I would say mine's pretty low.
0: I think think that's probably uh, pretty fair. How about yourself,
2: Tyler? So, Josh, you have not played this either, right? I have not. Okay, so of the three of us, I am the only one to play this game to completion, which I believe I would have done on the Game Boy Advance remake. And I can fully admit that, though I eventually grasped that it was different than your standard leveling system, at no point did I understand it. I would have been, oof. 10, 11, I don't know, whenever the Game Boy Advance is particularly (laughs) relevant for me. And, like, I got through it, but it definitely didn't feel right. Like, for example, that you mentioned it introduced Ultima, and Ultima is, like, a big plot point in the game, but I had not actually worked on my magic, so once I got Ultima, the thing they hyped up for so long, and it did 40 damage, I... (laughs) i just was at a loss now the interesting thing i do find about two is because of its unique methods that admittedly yeah it's it it's a big turnoff compared to the rest there's a lot of interesting ways that you can just break the game in half and that is neat but well one point i do want to make about it though is it follows the trend of NES sequels, like original sequels to properties, being vastly different.
0: Yes. Yeah, I Which, can agree with that. Very common. Well, Very common back in the day. Look, look at Zelda and Zelda 2.
2: Castlevania. Mm-hmm. So, but as for... Do, do you want to know my placement on this ranking?
0: Yeah, let's do it.
2: Okay, so for me, Final Fantasy 2 would slot at about 10. So, not high up there, but... Not so far away that I would completely dismiss it, especially with something like the pixel remaster. It kind of gives me a a fresh coat of paint and maybe slightly less buggy to check it out but uh Krev, how about how about you?
1: I would say I'd also have it around like ten or eleven um because I kind of have a couple of them kind of chunked together of just ones that are like meh to me like yeah. um, so yep. I would say, yeah, I'd say I'd sit somewhere around probably like I don't know like eleven, maybe twelve.
0: So for myself, I actually have at rank 11, which is just one step above my Final Fantasy one, to be honest. And I think that's more because I haven't played it and I'm patiently waiting for uh, I'm, I'm hoping to get a physical copy of the Pixel Remaster because I'm, I'm going to be going through a lot of the earlier ones that I have missed out on. And uh, that brings us to Final Fantasy three, which, again, is a, another Japanese exclusive released one year later in 1990. And we didn't get this till the Game Boy Advance, I believe.
2: Uh, the DS actually.
0: The DS. Yeah, yeah
2: it wasn't it was until the, the full blown 3D remake that we actually got this game. Oh wow! Yeah, that's
0: that's kind of sad. Yeah, I, I think <laughs>
2: actually. 2006 is when the DS version launched, and actually since then, uh, except for like. The world of ROMs. This game was available in a translated form for sure, but we didn't actually get like a proper retro style release of this game until the Pixel remasters. You're kidding me. Nope. Nope. That's maybe, maybe mobile versions, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to guarantee that. But uh, this, this game did some pretty, pretty staple things for the franchise.
0: It did. Uh, This is the first one with uh, Jobs. As they were calling them, essentially the the classes, right?
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: And I I just have to laugh. Where I, I, a lot of these, I granted, I haven't played, but I've seen a lot about, and just the, the fact that you have multiple airships and how you end up <laughs> losing some of them is just hilarious. Yeah. They... Uh, a, a example is the the first one you get. It's like there's a boulder in the way. Let's just crash the airship into it.
1: You know. That's <laughs> this, the logical it's thing to do there exactly yep.
0: <laughs> and just their little animation where they're spinning like they're dizzy it's like no you'd technically be dead but okay it, video games love them yeah and this this one also introduced like multiple world maps because you like start off on a floating island and then once you get your first airship and you get out you realize that it's just a small floating island in the sky and this massive over overworld just appears and then later on you can actually enter underwater with a, uh, I think it's your third or fourth airship that you get in the game. So it's it's very strange. But the the big talking point is the jobs. And the fact that... Now, I forget, Tyler, uh, could you explain the jobs a bit? Can Can you level up your characters in this one? Or is it you level up the jobs?
2: You level up your characters in this one, and I believe you also... There's a form of experience for the jobs. I don't know if it's specifically in levels or maybe portrayed in ranks. I know between its releases, it's kind of been tweaked a bit, but the the jobs were the identity of the game so much so that it would actually punish you for swapping them around. So, like, let's say you wanted to become, like, a fighter and then, like, a couple battles and you weren't sure about it and you wanted to switch to a black mage. There would actually be a penalty involved for switching it too quickly. So, like... There's a lot that has to be taken into account with it, but again, it it's so cool that it granted such a strong level of customization. Before, like the first game had what six classes? Uh, Yes, yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't know the amount in three off the top of my head, but just the amount of customization is wild, right?
0: Yes. Now I do know that it was also a bit of a detriment on how they designed the game around jobs because there was particular jobs that would gatekeep you from progressing. And then there were some bosses that if you didn't have a particular job, you just flat out wipe your party.
2: There, there is a spot specifically in the middle, uh, that you are locked into an area and yeah, only, I think dragoons can beat the boss. And it is pretty much the, like if you didn't prepare and how are you going to know it's a first, like a lot happens in a final fantasy game, you will yeah. soft lock yourself. Mm hmm. Yes.
0: So, I've done that which, in so
1: many is, Final Fantasy games, let's be real.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> uh, On the I'm, topic, though. We, we'll get to eight. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, I would say, too, so, I think 3 also introduced a really interesting and powerful narrative of the Crystal Tower. Um, and I think that mm-hmm. also kind of offered a really unique kind of standalone piece that people thought of when they think of Final Fantasy. And I know uh, we'll we'll get to it later, but Final Fantasy fourteen plays a lot into the story of the Crystal Tower. Um, so I think it also offered like Cloud of Darkness and Xande, I think is how it's pronounced. So yeah. like I think it had a really unique way that kind of redeemed itself after 2 um and i think that's why i more so leaned with it just a little bit higher uh personally than than the last one
0: yeah absolutely like i i know this is so quite a few episodes ago tyler has tasked me with playing either final fantasy 3 or final fantasy 5 i believe yeah so one of those is going to be done by the end of the year and uh i'm leaning toward 3 myself but uh we'll we'll get to why is good and what it brought to the table later on but uh yeah now the crystal tower in this it could be a bit of a boss gauntlet
2: oh Oh, it's just a just a brutal dungeon in general i think there's like two save points throughout the whole thing one of them being at the start maybe
1: that sounds right but it's been a long time (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. yes (laughs) my memory isn't what it used to be
2: (laughs) it's big everything hits hard it's it's kind of the one thing that's a bit of a shame with 3 is it's got some major difficulty spikes and especially to mm-hmm. the last boss is just out of this world difficult. So but I think it's I think it's a big improvement compared to its previous and it's a yeah. big game compared to the other two as well.
1: Yeah, I think they really did like try to reel back in and I hope it was just from like feedback I'm hoping. Um, but yeah, they, they spiked the crap out of that, that difficulty. Cause I remember like as a kid, like wanting to throw my system across the room because it was just like impossible for me. I was, I was a baby. So like, I'm, I'm like, you know, not even, you know, really understanding what's going on in the game. All I know is I can't beat this and I'm frustrated.
2: (laughs) Yeah. This is bull. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So with, with a random outburst like that of anger, where would you rank it? Mm,
1: Number three is 11 for me.
0: Okay,
3: all
0: right. For myself, it is actually at number six.
3: Interesting.
2: Because I am
0: I am very uh very intrigued to play it, and I'm I'm going to be playing it once I get a hold of that those pixel remasters.
2: I actually, yeah, I have it at number five because I had played it a good amount uh emulating when I was younger, and I didn't get like terribly far, but I still liked it in the music. It's a Final Fantasy. It's going to be a good time, but the hype for it to come out on the DS. And also, even with its brutal difficulty for how good it is, yeah, it's 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 got a it's got a firm place in my heart somewhere.
0: <laughs> so the one that came out on the DS, was it the 3D remake? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did did we ever get the Pixel version?
2: Just with the Pixel remaster. So
1: kinda yeah. sorta, not really. Just the okay. yeah, just the remaster. Yeah.
0: Alright. So next up is Final Fantasy 4 or Final Fantasy 2. This is where the naming convention starts coming into effect. So the whole reason that this was named Final Fantasy 2 in North America was because we didn't actually get Final Fantasy 2 II or 3. And they didn't want to confuse people, which in the long run and in, in the hindsight <laughs> caused, yeah. caused a lot more confusion than we wanted. Was it? So, 1, but, 2, 7. 1, 2,
2: 3, 7.
0: Yes, yeah. 1, 2, 3, yeah. 7 so now this was also the first game that introduced the active time battle yes. system yep. now they, they didn't have the bars on in the battles like you see in in the upcoming games but it, it was it was there it was all based on speed mm-hmm. and i guess the north american version was actually pretty dumbed down but at the same time this was actually one of the few final fantasy games for its time that came out three months after yeah, because it released on the Super Famicom, and th- this is also the first Super Nintendo Final Fantasy, and it came out in Japan in July of '91, and then North America October of '91. So that's nice, and I mean, it it wouldn't we couldn't talk about this game without mentioning the most infamous meme that's come from it is you, Spoony Bard. <laughs>
2: I forgot yep, about uh, that.
3: You, you <laughs> Spoonie
0: bard,
2: yes. Uh, I actually watched something about like the origins of that and how it's like it, it's one of those things where it's kind of a. It was like a Japanese interpretation of like an English slang term, but then translated just, back. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's just a mess, and I love how it's kind of become a mess that they relish in now.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Oh, they they've embraced it. Like it shows up in uh fourteen, does it not?
1: Uh I think so. Somewhere. If yeah, if, I mean, if you're asking me for a specific, I can't tell you. But
0: No, no, no. It's it's I'm I'm pretty sure it has. It's, it's but you're also the fourteen expert references. in compared to us. Yeah. yeah. I was about it's, to say it's, I've it's seen I know I've seen it
1: place. elsewhere at the very least. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. But I will say so the interesting thing with four is it's probably one of the quickest developed because it was originally being developed for the NES. And then they found out the Super Nintendo was happening. And they just scrapped it and they're like, we have to make one for this. And mm-hmm. that's kind of why when you look at the visuals of Final Fantasy IV, they look very similar to how they would on the NES. Yeah. And it's yep. also a very early Super Nintendo. Like it, I think we just covered this in the last one, actually. It was one of the first year releases, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's... But it was kind of on a much smaller scale, almost like a mini Final Fantasy when it came to, like, a really well-received RPG on this side of the world.
0: Yes, it was It was some of people's favorites f- for the time.
2: It's a bit of a breakout, right? So Yeah. And, and as for, like, what it does on its own... Now, hold on. Who, who here has played for? I have. I have not. Okay. I have... In its classic and the three uh, D remake for the DS. So for- I've only played the
1: classic, so it's been a good like twenty years. So forgive me if I forget things. Yes. <laughs> oh, that, that that's
2: fine. But I would say if you want to do it, but harder, do it. Do the three D one. It is really good.
1: I heard but- the three D ones were good, but I have never gotten a chance to play any of them four or three for the three D remakes.
3: Mm.
0: I'm I'm weird on the fence on that because, I mean the 3D ones do look great and all, but
1: I feel like I just have nostalgia.
0: such a bias. Yeah, I I have such a bias for that pixel
3: art. It, I it takes I, away
1: the nostalgia. Like that's the biggest thing yeah. I think that people have mentioned about. At least when I've talked to people about it, they're like, nah, it's not my my it's not my memories. And it's just like, well, do you want memories or do you want something that looks good? Because you know that's a, yeah. a battle of the fence that a lot of people have had over Final Fantasy.
2: Now, Absolutely. as someone who is very pro-retro aesthetic and also, like, I have the very boomer tank of uh, Final Fantasy that, like, anything past nine, phew, we're going downhill in my books. But
1: that <laughs> no, we are said, not going to get along.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll, 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 we'll get there. Don't worry. Now... The, Thing I would say with the three D iterations of like Final Fantasy three and four, they are not the ones you want to first experience the franchise with. I think that you need to play them in their original incarnation, and the three D versions are almost expanded. Like you know, you have the book, and then you have the movie. So it's like if There's you're a already movie? a fan and you want just like a bigger take on it.
0: I didn't realize what movie. What? What movie?
2: <laughs> what movie? No, no, no! Like the pixel version is the book, the novel, and the three D oh, version oh. is the movie.
1: I, I completely, yeah. I thought I, there was actually like oh. a movie. I'm like, what did I miss for twenty years? I'm, I'm That's say,
2: what I was thinking. I'm gonna say right now, "Spirits Within" is not appearing on this ranking.
1: No, we're not talking no. about that. No, <laughs> <laughs> that didn't exist. That,
0: that was, that was what caused him to step down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but and I not I, sh- I I will let someone else have the floor on four if they may.
1: I think uh, another interesting fact is that it broke away from the four player standpoint and brought us in a fifth character. Um, so that was the first time that we as a party leader basically got to control five characters. And I thought that was really neat. Um, That's right. Yeah. So it was it was a lot more to like manage. Um, but I feel like it also kind of gave people like a comfort character. It's like, oh, you have one more person before you get completely wiped out by this boss that you softlocked yourself with. but yeah
0: there's that soft locking again
1: yeah (laughs) and I think that the active time battle I am very pro active time battle um it was probably one of my favorite things that they added to the final fantasy games going forward because it did make you like really think and it was just not like an idler at that point so like you really had to like react to to what was going on um so I really did like the uh, the addition of the active time battles going forward in the later series
0: this was also the one where you didn't have to only collect four crystals of the elements.
2: It's like 16
0: yeah. Uh 18.
2: Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. There's
0: a lot. The, 18 crystals. Yeah. Because you had the original four, uh, four crystals of light of the elements, and then four dark, and then you end up going to the moon, which had their own set of light and dark crystals, and then there was one on the ship, and then you get given one near the end. And also, you go to the moon. So I,
2: I was going to say, admittedly, that's when I realized that Final Fantasy was just wacky. Mm-mm. Yep. <laughs> we we have to go where to the moon? Yeah. So <laughs> it also so, was it the only one to ever have five party members?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. I think
2: it was
1: six. Was I think so? Yeah. I don't remember five, but I remember six was four. Yeah. Seven. Seven was three. Three, three, eight, four, eight was, eight was three. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the only one with five, to be honest. Neat.
0: That that the player controlled, anyways. Yeah, going to make yeah. Not including guest in, players. In Fourteen. You can have like over twenty. So oh, yeah, <laughs> this is
1: true. but we're yeah. not controlling all of those. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, technicalities. Where does it rank for you guys?
1: Mm, Thirteen for me because it just was a, a lot, um, and I didn't get a whole lot of nostalgia from it. It was a cool like premise for later games, but for me it just wasn't like that exciting.
2: You were right. That's that's fair. We might not get along.
1: (laughs) <laughs> i i am more prone to like the middle of the series stuff less low because i mean i was too young to play it and i haven't played or i haven't replayed a lot of these games like i did play them like way like when i was like six seven eight years old so like obviously eight year old me and 33 year old me are going to have very differing uh, opinions um so once i replay yep. them my my options could change and probably likely would but a lot of this is basing on 23 year old knowledge for sure Hey the, we, it's, we said it's we were remembering
0: the nostalgia. with
2: nostalgia. Yeah, this is all opinion based so I but I will voice mine. <laughs> uh, but I actually have it at 3 and that is because oh, wow. I think this was the first now not my first Final Fantasy. That was Mystic Quest. That's a that's a mess, but this was my first <laughs> like proper Final Fantasy that I ever played beginning to end and now I obviously played the much more dumbed-down version, which made it a breeze to get through, fortunately, but I've also played it in its original incarnation that's a bit harder, and of course the 3D version. So this is this is one that I've I've got a lot of nostalgia and experience with, and I can safely say it's not really the most remarkable by any means. I don't think it's going to be it's like blowing anyone's minds it's got a pretty straightforward story and all that but at the end of the day it's probably the best one that i can recommend to someone looking to start the classic series like this would be the mm. first one i tell
0: them okay.
1: to play okay i can agree with that for sure yes. if if, if you're specifically limiting it to like the old retro style i can agree with that for sure
2: yeah
0: so i have mine at 5 and if you couldn't tell from our last episode when we talked about the launch here i adore the super nintendo and with this being one of the Final Fantasy on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, I I want to check it out. I'm upset with myself that I haven't checked it out and now I'm patiently waiting again for those pixel remasters.
1: They are pretty solid. Uh, the one the one thing and I I'll caveat this is I really wish the pixel remasters worked on the Steam Deck. Some of them do, but some of them don't. So oh, really? Yeah, there's some of them that are like they say that they're, you know, the the little yellow exclamation point playable, but some of them have some really big issues. So some of them are playable, but not all of them are. So that that is a small grievance I have with that. That's that's a little upsetting. It is, because I bought it specifically for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, like things with a Steam Deck or a Switch is the portability behind exactly. them. Like especially on an RPG. Like if you're going somewhere and know you're gonna be waiting for a good portion of time, like an rpg on the go would be perfect oh yeah if you're on a plane yeah that's that's
1: fantastic oh i used to play final fantasy games on the plane like uh, when we get to my favorite game you guys will understand my like ridiculous nature on how many times i've rebought my favorite game but
3: okay, yeah it's I
1: i completely agree with you so it was just one of those things where it was just like and it was like the ones that i hadn't played i think it was let me let me see if i can pull it up while while we're chatting and i'll i'll chime in later once i find it but yeah i was like okay. it was like the one or two that i was like hadn't played but wanted to play again uh or at least p- try to play and it was just like this doesn't work on the steam deck and i was like fail i hate this
0: <laughs> that's that's upsetting uh I, I don't know what it was with those pixel remasters it's like this is fantastic why do they keep dropping the ball with them? no uh no console ports to begin with no very limited uh physical edition and what is with the text
1: i just think yes it's funny the that, text oh my oh, god sorry just that's, that's all i'm gonna yell is just my, my groaning about the text <laughs> i'm done <laughs> <laughs> good <ahead. laughs>
2: i i did the patch and it made it bearable i i only played one of the pixel remasters but at the same time i do think it's funny if it's like the outcry for console being just so loud and they're like well buy it elsewhere then maybe you'll get it on console yeah
1: i may just pick Uh, them up for switch in general but yeah it's nice to have
0: i mean at least it'll work
1: (laughs) yep listen don't (laughs) attack me like
0: this that's not an attack that's attacking them i know
1: yeah (laughs) i'm just like man i wish i just would have waited and held out for the switch version
0: uh no one knew it was coming though right yeah so... i mean
1: i knew it was coming i was just impatient that was really what happened
2: yep
0: that's that's fair uh so next up is final fantasy 5 which was another japanese exclusive and i didn't actually look this up i'm assuming it was a super famicom game it yep. was
1: i believe yeah
0: yeah and that was a, again a year after so in 92 so they're still pumping these games out and it, we finally got a copy over on the PlayStation in 98 or more commonly which has the a better proper translation on the Game Boy Advance in 2006 mm-hmm. and five really built upon the job system and letting experimentation be much easier to do it brought back or it yeah, brings back the, the Act of Time battles, mm-hmm. and which is now a pretty big state. Well, I guess not now, but was a pretty big staple of the time for the Final Fantasy games, except this time you could actually see how close your, your yeah. character's turn is going to happen, right? So you had that little bar that I'm sure we've all seen, and countless other RPG games have kind of borrowed that same tactic over, right? Mm-hmm. And this is also where... I think they started experimenting with uh, boss battle mechanics. And the one I'm going to bring up as an example is Atmos. And he looks like he has like a dark void hole inside him. And when he knocked one of your party members out, or multiple party members, during the act of time, it started sucking them in. And then they'd be removed from the battle forever. So you couldn't resurrect them or anything.
2: Yeah. yeah. And
0: that adds a whole new dynamic to the, to the actual fights and everything. And I just got to throw out it's soundtrack which is pretty good like they they did a really good job on the prelude uh, version of this the chocobo version mm-hmm. uh, the victory fanfare which we all know do 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 do
1: yeah
0: right and i got to do a shout out to battle on the big bridge
1: Ugh, oh, oh my god i'm so tired of hearing that song but I i'm know. playing i, I <laughs> i'm saying that as a final fantasy 14 player who constantly got battle of the big bridge with gilgamesh fight in mentor like every day straight for a month so that's mostly why i hate it but it it was remarkable for its time
0: oh absolutely and both of you are playing theater rhythm. I'm sure you've heard a lot
2: recently.
1: Oh, I tried to get rid of it as fast as I could. <laughs> oh, There's there's
2: a few different renditions of it in there.
1: Yeah, I know. Yes. That was the yeah. disappointing part. I was like, oh my God, how many times do I have to beat you, old man? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. On, uh. on that topic, though, of like the more active boss battles. So, yeah, some other things that would occur is uh, they actually had different like different sprites for certain phases of a boss. For example, one of the first bosses in the game that actually teaches you these mechanics, I think it's a rock or a Garuda, a big fantasy bird, essentially. And in just the main can take damage form. It'll just have its wings up and then eventually it will close its wings and then it will prevent some damage. And a lot of bosses will have these visual tells to invulnerability or counter attacks or something. And, you know, I know a lot of people perceive these games as just still images hitting each other with sticks. But <laughs> I feel like for its time, that would have made your imagination just explode. I mean, oh,
1: given absolutely. the fact that we had just had like one singular 2D pixel for the entire boss fight. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It was yes. it was just something new and exciting that they were able to implement. That just made it yeah. feel uh, uh, like, I guess, just more, I don't know, exciting and more like interactive, I guess
0: so it builds on strategy. Have both of you played this have both of you played this
1: i played a little bit of it i never finished it i got very like short way in and then was not able to finish it
0: okay do do you mind if i spoil a little something go for, for
1: it you? <laughs> these games okay. are old i'll take yeah. it
0: yes that, that that's fair but i want to double check and uh if anyone listening doesn't want to be spoiled just skip 30 seconds or so um I just want to bring up the the fun fact that the last boss is kind of like a reverse mana tree situation from from the mana series, where like the crystal shatters because people harness the the power of it too much. So kind of like the mana tree starts dying, uh, but death is like the physical embodiment of the ancient tree, and, th- and then starts attacking instead of trying to resurrect it. Right. That's that's all I could think about when when thinking about the whole fact that it's a, it turns out to be a giant tree.
1: Man, it's, let's talk about giant tree bosses for a second. I'm looking at you, Final Fantasy IX. I was,
2: I was just going to say it's Wispy Woods Revenge.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the the plot of Final Fantasy V is probably one of the things I like about it the least. Because I also have never beaten this game, yet I have gotten so close to the end so many times. Like, I've probably picked this game up at least three or four times Literally, the last time I dropped it was in the final dungeon. And I just, I don't know, I just eventually don't care. But the job system is so much fun with how much tweaking and customization, because you can almost, like, combine different traits from other jobs and all that. It has so much room for um, just player expression. And even though I'm not wild about the plot, I will say Final Fantasy V, at its core, it's, like... Adventure is its theme, and adventure is what it succeeds in.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd say that's that's a pretty good summary of it.
2: Hop, hop on your bird and go fight God.
1: <laughs> Man, I need to revisit this game. I don't remember that part. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a common theme. Uh, in these games.
0: Okay, maybe Five's moving up my list now. Yeah, yeah I now, I, now w- that it's turning into like a quasi Shimigami Tensei game.
1: <laughs> I think where, this is mostly it turning sit? into what I do remember and what I don't remember. And now I'm being re-encouraged to play it. Because this one was relatively lower on my this was number eight for me, but that was because I never finished it because the plot just didn't grab me. Eh, so one so. one thing
0: that we've seem to have done for people is anytime that we bring up games and talk about certain games, it's we seem to be getting a lot of people saying, Oh, I gotta play that now. I gotta or I gotta revisit that and actually finish it and things like that. So I mean you you've heard it here first it's it's happening right live live right now <laughs> so sorry where where is your guys rankings
3: eight
1: for me
2: eight uh yeah i have it at 6 it's it's good out of the retro ones it's probably one of my lesser favorites though
0: fair enough and that's actually really funny cuz i have it at 7 and so go, 6 7 go. and
3: 8
0: <laughs> all right so the next one is again another na- uh, naming convention here, or numerical convention. It's Final Fantasy VI, also known as Final Fantasy III in North America, but we'll we'll just call it as Final Fantasy VI. My and heart. this one had a lot of characters. And yes, you're. You, I I think I know where this ranks for Tyler, but uh, uh, Tyler, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you the reins because. Uh, yeah,
2: don't don't do that. I don't know if I could stop myself.
0: Um, okay, well, I'm I'm just gonna say green-haired Terra is the only Terra.
3: Yeah,
1: there are, there I do, are I, other. I, I do not
0: like the the
2: blonde.
1: I have never seen the. Oh, oh, never mind. Sorry. The blonde it's, it's is the theater, original right? artwork. Yeah,
2: but everyone's blonde with Amano's artwork. So, uh,
3: <laughs>
2: um, no six is easily its strongest point is the fact that it has. So up until this point, Final Fantasy has been pretty straightforward high fantasy sometimes they'll throw in some interesting things like the more technical things like the flying fortress of final fantasy one or five but it's always like a mysterious ancient tech kind of thing and everything else is all castles and knights and what have you as where six is the first one to kind of take it into
1: uh like give us a giant walking (laughs) tank well there's that
2: yes there's a lot of wonderful things like that in six but a pseudo modern kind of take, right? It you had not so much kingdoms but governments and small villages with industry and whatnot, but also magic and muggles and Sasquatch. Um, it's the whole game is a play. It's basically Super Mario Bros. Three. <sighs> the music is one of the best things. Oh my ever god! To the music happen. hard <laughs> agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I can for... also tell you're really trying to hold back.
2: I'm trying
1: so hard to hold back. <laughs> it's but... so good. No, I, I will agree with you. I'll sing the praises of six. I listen to like like six remixes and six original on my Spotify all the time. That's why my rap every year looks like a Scorpionix fan girl. It's
2: <laughs> it's definitely been up there. I don't know how many renditions of Dancing Mad I've heard in my life, but there's not enough.
1: Have you listened to the Final Fantasy 14 one?
2: <laughs> I I have yes, but. And as for what it did, like, gameplay original, I mean, it had a heavy emphasis on magic, but I think this one's more so just wearing its style on its sleeve.
0: I would also argue that this is probably where Final Fantasy story-wise has really taken a turn to be really advanced and good as well.
1: I think this was one of the first entries into the series that had probably the most cohesive story. Um, of all of the previous five. I think this one took a real sharp right turn and did a lot of really great things with the plot. And I think it did an interesting job of marrying all of the characters and their individual side stories into one cohesive plot. Whereas a lot of other games kind of struggle with that. I think this one did a really good job of kind of understanding, like, this is where the background of where this ki- this character came from, or, like, this is the story of Tara, or this is the story of Locke, and all this, like, really great character development into a story rather than kind of a story and then these side character developments.
0: Especially when you're getting into the second half of the game when you have to search out the the party members and start getting them yeah. back, right? Mm-hmm. And before that all starts with Celeste, like that is heartbreaking if you don't do what needs to be done, right? Yeah. So I, I would say that this is probably where Final Fantasy really said, okay, we gotta do more focus on the story. Because the, the previous ones, they're they're fine. The stories are a little janky, admittedly. Not and
2: Well, not even just story itself, but just visual presentation as well. Like you think. Oh, yeah. They they made Final Fantasy VI in under a year. I want to say it was somewhere around nine months. Now, you know, with these games, they have it at least loosely made in their heads well before they even start developing it. But that aside, if you look at this compared to. Because four and five, five looked like a little bit more polished four visually, Mm -hmm. as where in six. All of the sprites, they're all bigger. You don't shrink to that more chibi form in the world map and whatnot. Everything's about the same size. They have a lot more expression. The, it's amazing how much character just a blinking animation will show. And, like, when they do those rapid blinks for the more emotional scenes and stuff like that, uh, their excitement animations. And then you have, like, the backgrounds for battles and the enemy sprites. They all look almost hand-painted.
0: Yeah no i I can get behind that yeah six is just overall a really really good time and I would honestly say like you you were mentioning that you'd recommend Final Fantasy 4 for a first timer I would almost say six yeah because it's is not usually too difficult mm-hmm. but six is just it's it's wonderful all around from its art direction from its music direction from its storytelling and just overall combat it's it's on point. I think the best it's, thing it's really good.
1: is they pushed the envelope with that game. Um, they especially with like the DDR aspect, like with the. Let me tell you how many times I screwed up those commands and things like that um, <laughs> as a kid. But like they challenged the the envelope and, and pushed different things. Like it was also the first game, if I remember correctly, that had relics um, yep. as well. So that was a really cool. F- like feature especially for people that were like collectors and stuff so like I'm one of those people that I kind of liked going in and finding all those like separate things so that was kind of a neat little aspect that they added to that um, and I think just in general just the, the varying amount of classes that each of the characters had like the like their individual classes not like the you know class choice um, I just think like the shadow ninja all sorts of stuff like that that was cool like I think they really did um, something unique with six
3: yeah and I think it's no, just I, palatable.
1: It, it's a very palatable game for people that like retro but don't want the struggle of retro if that makes any oh, sense
2: that yeah that is a very good way to put it. And it has really really smooth pacing as well. yes, like the story is always moving, no matter what. and it doesn't it's not nearly difficult enough for you to really feel like you hit a wall. I will say, without getting into spoilers around like the midway point, if you played it, you know. There's a bit of a spike, but yeah. it's not an unbearable spike. It just kind of makes you think, like, okay, things are serious now, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, I got slapped the first time <laughs> I found that <laughs> one. Those,
2: those, those darn pyramid bugs and those weird sheep Man, things.
1: Those things knocked me on my butt a few times. Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, I think and the villain the villain is top-notch probably my favorite in any final fantasy game See, he's I... one of
1: my least favorite <laughs> really i think just because he's so obnoxious is that oh, makes detestable it? he's like and it's just like it irks you like you, you ever just find somebody that you just don't like that much and like i understand he's supposed to be a hated character but like <laughs> he just like his just like looking at him just gives me a full body ick and I'm just like, oh. You, you want to
0: punch him in the face. Oh my, God. I,
1: I do. I want to punch him in the face. And I want to delete the soundtrack of his laugh. Can we do that? Can we do that, please?
2: <laughs> no, the laugh I, is... I really
0: wanted to use it to open it. Yeah. Open this podcast. Oh, my with. God.
1: <laughs> the
2: laugh is 100% what seals the deal
0: It on does. Yeah, it,
1: like, it really being does. such
2: an iconically, like, I want to choke this guy kind of villain,
1: right? <laughs> yeah.
0: So that this is why he's one of my favorite villains is just because, well, the laugh, which signifies it. And just... The amount of backstabbing, just the amount of like terrible, terrible things that he does, and you see he he does right, like it is just he is a maniac, he is an absolute lunatic, and we're gonna be getting into Final Fantasy VII here soon. But like Sephiroth, great villain, but he's more I have mummy issues.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Don't don't go hating on my favorite game. All right, (laughs) we'll get there. We'll get there.
2: well, I, I think if I want to say one thing that I'm very fond of when it comes to the main villain, and I'm going to give the whole, there's a big spoiler warning, skip about five seconds, but I can sum this up very quickly. He won.
0: Yes. And yeah. that's yes, why did.
2: I think it's so cool. From a narrative perspective, it is like, oh, anyway.
0: No, ab- no absolutely. I can agree
1: with that. Yeah. If, you, yeah. if you really look at it.
2: Yeah.
0: No. Ranking. Yeah five absolutely fantastic number
1: five for me
2: that's
0: is that the highest
1: retro one for you so far that's the highest retro Yep.
2: admirable i like it all right mine is at number two s tier number one going home with the (laughs) gold
1: it's an admiral number one i can i can absolutely agree with that for anyone that loves and prioritizes retro games hard agree my, it's like I think yeah. it's my sister's favorite one too, from what I remember, because she played a lot of those like when it first came out.
2: It's it's a work of art. I own it <laughs> in almost every incarnation of it possible. Not an original cartridge. I don't have that kind of money, but close to that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah.
3: oh, so you can
1: appreciate the next fantastic. game for me.
0: <laughs> yeah. So next one up is Final Fantasy Seven.
1: Oh, my pride and joy. <laughs>
0: And I I feel like Krev wants the floor, so uh, it's all yours.
1: Okay, let's talk about the fact that this was the first one in a 3D nature. Uh, Yes. Beautiful game. I loved those polygons from the second I laid eyes on them. I was like eight years old when it came out, and it was the first game that I could actively play on my own. Um, I remember we got it for Christmas with a PlayStation. Like with the PlayStation, it was like, that's my earliest uh, memory of the PlayStation. Um, It was actually gifted to my sister, my older sister. um, And I watched her play a little bit of it. But then I remember the scene. And I know it's been like 25 years. But the scene made me cry like a baby. And I immediately had to play through it myself. I didn't understand anything about the game. Like I was eight years old. Over here promoting eco-terrorism and stuff like that. And (laughs) I had no idea. But I was happy as a clam. The story just like completely it turned everything else on its head. And I think the fact that of uh, 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 the, the reasons why I really love Final Fantasy VII is the fact that the game is up for interpretation. There's a lot of different ideas of how you see Final Fantasy and how you feel about Final Fantasy VII. Um, yes. So yeah, that, that's my intro. I'm not gonna steal the whole stage so y'all can chime in too.
0: So Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VI, I see often interchanged with a lot of people being their favorite mm-hmm. Uh, which one is going to be their favorite. And yeah, it, it really changed the theme of what final fantasy is. I think, well, I guess we had the espers in six. Yeah. I was going to say, this is the first one with the summons, but I no, guess, I think
1: we had summons no, in three. five. Oh, that was three.
0: Did yeah. we have summons in three? Yeah.
2: There's
3: a
0: summon. Okay. In oh yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, uh, I, I absolutely love final fantasy seven. It's, uh, it's, spoiler on my ranking but uh, it's it's my favorite one. Yes. I do have some gripes with it.
1: As any but, natural and, g- game enjoyer should.
0: Yes. Uh Sephiroth I think is is really cool as a bad guy. Uh I like Kefka because he shows more of his disdain for humanity. Whereas Sephiroth is just like, "Okay, I'm going to go over here." Like like I said previously, has mommy issues. I- um <laughs> but I do think he's a really really cool villain in a game. And just the whole structure of the story, we won't get into story or anything for for spoilers and whatnot, but yeah, just the whole Final Fantasy VII universe including the the side uh, the spin-off games from it, I've I've quite enjoyed except for Dirge of Cerberus that thing. That game is, does not exist. No. It doesn't exist.
2: Technically doesn't anymore. It has been retconned out of the canon.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. I thankfully. And and I preface this. I actually um am a panel speaker on Final Fantasy Seven. So like I do like really deep dives into this game. I my I spoke at Pax oh, East. Perfect. Yeah, I spoke at Pax East last year on psychology and trauma. And I think Final Fantasy uh seven really opens the door for really traumatic things like death yes. and really just anxiety and depression. You see Cloud going through this distraught of not understanding who he is. Or like what he's done, like his entire memory is is false, and he's like you're you're yeah. watching an entire game of somebody battle with himself, um, and that is fascinating to me now as I've gotten older, and I think I've learned more. Like I to preface this, I've played this game 112 times. Uh, be- excuse me, f- I have beaten the game 112 <laughs> times. I have played it more than that and started it more than that. But I I love it because it I learn something new every single time. You learn, uh, like you pick up a side quest or you pick up this like interesting dialogue that you didn't catch the first time. It, and it, I think it just really opened the door on like kind of like it really just kind of shaped me as a person in general too. Because I I saw myself in the game, but I was also able to like really understand and translate that to the real world. And I know this is getting really deep, and I'm not going to go too much further into that, but it it really kind of made me realize that like who I am as a person is being influenced by this game.
0: That's really neat. That's that's in in it's amazing how there are some games out there, such as Final Fantasy VII, or anything really, that can really make you kind of do a deep dive into yourself and your own psyche. It's it just speaks to the power of what games can actually be. Versus other mediums.
1: Absolutely. So, yeah. And, it's, uh... and I thank Square Enix for that because there are two games that have done that to me as Final Fantasy VII and Nier Automata. Like, those two, yes. I, I've deep-dived because of them. Um, and it's just, it's fascinating. Like, like I'll be, um, this podcast will air afterwards, but uh, this PAX East uh, next week, I'm leaving for pax east and we're doing a, a panel on final fantasy 7 capitalism and um and uh, ecosystems and basically a deep dive into like the eco-terrorism of the game capitalism and how it's affecting like real life and how it's translated and stuff so i i, I literally could have an entire like six day long pa- podcast just on final fantasy 7 really i could
0: that is that is awesome that's that's exciting and i'm also jealous for you going to pax
1: you can always come next year
2: yeah. We actually brought that up
1: recently.
0: Yeah, we we were talking about it if if uh yeah, d- down the road, you never know. Cuz that uh that that would be awesome.
1: I love it. It's, it's
0: just such a culture. Like I personally haven't been to any conventions or anything around games, so I I I would love to actually go to one just to at least see what the culture is all about.
1: Yeah, PAX is really nice. It focuses more on, like, indie games and tabletop, but it's still a really cool... Like, you're just centered around tons of gamers who love the same crap as you. <laughs>
0: oh, And indie games is speaking our language. We could, so. yes. we
2: could record an episode of Mindy's
3: Live. Yep, there you go.
0: <laughs> That's pretty much how we do. yeah. yeah. Um. So, okay, Crev, I'm very curious then, because I, I've heard so many different mixed uh, opinions on it. How do you find the remake?
1: I love it.
3: (laughs) Okay. I absolutely
1: love it. Thank thank you. I love it for a lot of different reasons on why I love the first one. So I love that they are taking liberties with it, but still paying homage to the original. So obviously, I'm not going to go into spoilers, but they've changed major character deaths um, and stuff like that. Like just, I'm not going to name names, not going to do anything like that. But people who we assumed were dead are no longer dead. And that is going to shape completely different stories um yes and that is a huge revelation and it and it's something that like all of us kind of deep down wanted but now we're finally getting so
0: and we also don't know like are we going to have to experience those character deaths now yes where before it's like okay that we know that this was going to happen oh wait no they're like oh no yeah and now it, it's like now it's...
1: now it's like the the nail biting anticipation of am i gonna have to watch them die a cruel and unusual death that i don't know about Um, But yeah, so I I think it's beautiful because I I love the fact that it deep dives into side quests and it deep dives into the narrative around some of our favorite places. So not only am I spending 20 hours in the slums instead of three uh, or less. I'm now getting really deep dives on like things like the orphanage or I'm getting to learn about Aerith's kind of backstory a little bit more and how she's integrated into the sector, you know, the sector six area Um, and like how she kind of learns her way around like the sector five and sector six wall market and things like that. Like there's so many different like nuanced things that we're learning with the game that I think still allow original fans to get excited but also allow new fans who are interested in experiencing the story and the love of final fantasy 7 in a modern spin
0: absolutely and like with with the remake what i've found is they stopped telling you things and they started showing yes. such as uh shinra and how they're bad instead of just letting you know that they're bad and we have to fight them for this reason mm-hmm. you can actually see how shitty that president is yeah right So
1: we're not, we're not just getting the one single text box from Barrett. We're getting like him actually like throwing the plate down and things like, like we're seeing the story behind a lot of things that we just kind of accepted as truth based on like a 30 second intro into the game.
0: Absolutely. Uh, So we are doing a ranking off the original, but uh, yeah, I've already mentioned that uh, Final Fantasy VII is my first and I probably had the most fun with it. I will bring up the whole fact that it took me a long time to actually play 7. And I've mentioned so many times on this podcast now how idiotic of a kid I was. But I was, so I played Final Fantasy 1, as I mentioned, when I was a kid. I didn't see another Final Fantasy till Final Fantasy 8. And I was introduced to it. I played it. I loved it. And then I saw 7 and it's like, this is on the same console. Why does this look so crappy? And I, I me being a kid didn't realize on what I was missing. Mm-hmm. And now is probably my well, it is my final favorite Final Fantasy game. I think like it's... I love the characters, I love the story and
1: Yeah. No, and, and you're yeah. not alone in that. Like a lot of people that I talk to about Final Fantasy Seven, they're like, Meh, it just like I don't want to look at like block hands. It's like, okay, then don't look at the block hands and play the remake. Like there, there's different ways to introduce them to the story. But like a lot of times is, is people just don't give it a chance because it is overhyped. And even when it came out, it was very popular as well. So obviously with it being like the next gen final fantasy. So there was a lot of like, just kind of outside criticism on whether or not people should play it and kind of making fun of people who did enjoy it so like there 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 certainly was a stigma around seven for sure even though it is i would say publicly the most favored of the final fantasies
0: yes and eight is not very enjoyed <laughs>
2: oh, i'm <laughs> in that camp. It, it has had... for sure
1: i am in that camp as well yeah
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so you both have seven as number one i take it
1: number one yep. yeah
2: well for myself with the uh Real controversial take here. That's that's going to be my number two. Oh. That,
0: that's acceptable. That's oh, acceptable. Yeah, we, no. we already we accept. know you had number one. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, and, absolutely. And I think, Chef, when you said it earlier, that the fact that it's up for interpretation, I think that's kind of like the entire spirit and, like, identity of Final Fantasy VII, right? The irony of calling it the identity when the entire game is just a walking identity A loss crisis. of
1: identity, yeah. But <laughs> it I is, think yeah.
2: it's, like, I, I really like Final Fantasy VI's story. It's a really intricate story, but not a complex one by any means. Yeah. As where Sevens is a story that you take something away from it differently every time you come back to it, right? Exactly, and that's one of the really cool things about the remake because I I know for myself when I got to the end of it I went what the hell was that? Yeah, me too. <laughs> and then and then
1: probably about like, 3 days is, later I, I went it.
2: Yeah, and then I was like, "Oh my god, that was brilliant." Yeah. Yeah. So, and but even with the original 7, there's But without going into real strong details about the plot, how long did you, uh, or like how much anxiety did that snake give you as a child? Oh my
1: God. You know how many times (laughs) I felt like God trying to fight that thing?
2: Oh, easily. And then as an adult, you're just going (laughs) in to get, what is it, Trine? Is it Trine or Beta?
1: I think it's Trine, if I remember correctly.
2: Either way, it's just like, I'm going to break the early game in half.
1: Yeah, oh, man, man, I just, yeah. oh, God, like, I, <laughs> I spent an embarrassingly amount of time trying to fight that thing at level, like, at basic level when you first see it, and then, like, yep. I'm just like, this is impossible, and then I realized, like, five times after I died that, like, obviously this was not something I should have fought, um, but again, I was eight years old when this game came out, so. <laughs> yeah, you gotta beat the boss. Me I, yeah, eight, eight-year-old me was like, no, I am gonna win. <laughs>
2: turns out was, i'm right there with you yeah it turns out it was just an optional boss
3: yeah
0: ah. Ah.
2: <laughs> anyway
0: oh yeah i i sat around just running around in the overworld grinding and grinding too. levels and just trying to beat that snake and then it's like uh this isn't working let's do another 10 more hours trying yes. to grind to, to, to beat this thing
1: Fun fact: Most of my playthrough time of my very first beginning was doing that exact same thing, <laughs> and then grinding for the chuck bow, like uh, to get my first chuck bow and things like that too.
0: Oh dear, yeah, that that sounds about right. Uh, so next we got Final Fantasy Eight,
1: mm.
0: and this is
2: divisive.
1: Throw it in it the trash. It is a very divisive no, game. I'm kidding. Um... Oh,
2: she said it before me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did not like Eight. Okay, I, I will preface this by saying I played the original. My my sister really enjoyed Eight, um, and I remember playing it with her. She had it, so I borrowed her copy. Um, I like aspects of Eight, but I cannot stand the battle. The battle drove me insane. Triple Triad, though, that was lit. <laughs> is... Like that was lit. Like the... if I take anything from Eight, it's Triple Triad because I play the crap it's the out of that mini
3: game. Yeah. Yep.
1: So the the story redeemable. The battling. Awful. Could not stand the. And I played the remaster as well. I downloaded the remaster for my Switch, and I tried getting through it, and it was painful. Like, and if a game's painful, I'm just going to turn it off.
0: So is that because the the level scaling with everything?
1: I think it was just kind of the style of battle. Let me. Uh, I can't even remember the name of the the way the battle is handled. Give me one second. I'll, I'll pull it up. But um, I think it just like in general, it just felt clunky. Everything about the battling felt clunky.
0: It's cuz it, it still used the active time battle.
1: Yeah, it was maybe it was just like the the draw versus, you know, GF and stuff like that. I think yep. that's probably what bothered me the most about it um because it was just system. it felt so different to 7. Like 7 felt fluid at least to me, and I know some people will disagree, but this one just felt unnecessarily complex.
0: Yep. It, it really was and there was uh the the weird scaling so you couldn't really grind out of any difficult situation and it it has a, a lot of issues and being a kid i absolutely loved it and nowadays i can definitely say yeah it, it there is a great game there that is shrouded with a lot of mistakes
1: yes i think the story is I good know. like don't get me wrong the story is is decent and redeemable just please redo the entire battle system.
0: <laughs> I, I'd say re, redo all of Squall's words, otherwise,
2: whatever.
1: You mean you're the you're the best? Oh no, that wasn't his words, but the, you're the best looking dude in this room.
2: That is a classic meme. <laughs> I enjoy that uh. one very much. Um, I I kind of feel like Final Fantasy VIII is almost like the Final Fantasy II of its time. It, yeah. It it was standing on the shoulders of something monumental, for starters. And, you know, as Josh was explaining earlier, a perception could be side-by-side that, at a glance, it had better graphics than seven, but it almost kind of felt like that was all it brought to the table. Now, I know, it brought a lot more, because I've I've watched this be played by several friends growing up, and I was at least fairly, fairly familiar with the Final Fantasy series at that point, and it just didn't have that same kind of pull for me. I don't know if it was just the characters didn't entice me as much. I'm not, like you said, the plot itself isn't that bad. I can actually think of a more popular Final Fantasy, which is plot that I dislike more, but we will get there. But it kind of did too many things too differently, which seemed to be like the public perception, which is kind of why now I feel like I owe it to myself as a fan of the series to at least... Give it a proper go one day because I had a very stigmatized negativity towards this game. As where well. now I have a curious but wary intrigue.
1: See, I whenever did you get
0: annoyed with it, you just play triple try it.
1: That's exactly what I did. I did the <laughs> same thing because I was like, Man, you know, a couple of my friends and my community members were like, Man, I really love eight, and I was just like, Man, it's been like 20 years since I played this game. Let me download. I, I downloaded the remaster for Switch. I got maybe like half hour into it, and I was like, "Nope, just give me triple tryout. I'm done with this." <laughs>
0: well, that that start of the game is really, really rough. It is. Like you, you, you go fight it for it, but it's all like, "Welcome to our school, and you are a good seed member here. You can't go on your exam yet till we, we do this. Oh, time to go on on your exam to protect this town. Yeah. Oh, but I don't want to stay here. Let's go off. Well, we have to listen to you, and it's like." Okay. It
1: felt like um, Final Fantasy's angsty little brother. Yeah. Like just in general, yeah, like that—that's so. how the whole game felt. It was just angsty yeah. for no reason. Squalier. Not, now, that, not, not that, that I take that back. No, I take that back because Final Fantasy VII Cloud is probably the most angsty of the entire series. But 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 he it, tries unnecessary... to be so cool. Yes. Look, like he's yeah. such a
0: dork.
2: Yes.
1: He's a dork. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He he's like a fake emo. Almost. Yeah,
1: I can see that. I think.
0: Like, he doesn't want attention, but he actually does. He he wants the spotlight, but not have to do anything for it. Yeah. I'm not I, sure he cares or anything. I, Until, yeah.
2: I think they, they turned up the uh, the edge notches a little bit too high with Squall, <laughs> where, like, he's got the leather jacket, and he is genuinely the most 90s teenager. Everything sucks. Yeah, And it's like, kind yeah. of a hard protagonist to, like, want to connect with and like i see what they were going for but he's like just so distant and i know yeah. that's a big part of the story beat but man is it hard to want to thrive
1: yeah i think and it's, yeah. it's interesting because like when you compare him to like cloud where a lot of people would compare him like hey he's angsty why do you love him i think a lot of it is because like i i think we love cloud because of his history and yep. we don't have that love of history with squall um, and we don't have that like context. Like, obviously, we didn't have that context when we started with Seven, because some people just didn't like Cloud when they played it, and that's fine. But I, I think as we learned more about Cloud, we realized like, oh, he's not that bad. He's just troubled. Whereas,
0: how can you hate someone that doesn't even know who they are?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I just think there just was like some key plot in his character development that just wasn't fully developed.
2: I do, I do feel bad, Josh. We've kind of just kind of been stomping all over this game from no, your
0: no, it, it, Here's the thing, because I've, I've mentioned before, even during this podcast, that one was technically my first uh, Final Fantasy, but eight was the first one I can really recollect. And so it's always going to have a place in my heart because of that. But I will fully admit that it is not a high ranking game in the series. It It has, like I said, there's a great game there it's just hidden underneath a lot of now, shit. Now I will
1: say the fans of Final Fantasy VIII are some next level people. Like just they they have gone through and fished out the amazing parts of the game and I respect them for that. I'm not digging yeah. that hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what would you guys rank it?
1: Uh 8 was number 9 for me. Ah,
0: same here
2: actually.
1: Yeah.
0: Huh. Uh I was 8.
2: Eight
1: for eight. Huh. So we're about the same. Same so, ranking for it. Yeah.
2: We 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 kind of respect it from afar.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh so next up is Final Fantasy IX. Mm. Which I just played recently and I I quite enjoyed.
1: Can we talk about it's... the softlocking now? <laughs> I softlocked oh, no. myself on the last boss. Oh and I had to restart oh. because I didn't have any earlier save stuff. So I will preface this by saying I really did enjoy Nine. Nine is in my top five. Um, I I enjoyed it, but I thought it was a little interesting that they chose to do such a stark difference in character and world design. Um, because obviously we went from Final Fantasy VII, very heavy blocky polygons in a very industrial world, and then to 8, which was kind of like a European-esque style world, but still very modern. And then it kind of morphed back into these like more. I don't know. I don't know how to explain the art style, but you guys know what I mean, right? Like, it just, it, it's, it, it's
0: very fantasy uh, yeah, like it's kind of
3: thematic. Whimsical.
1: And like, yeah, it just, it completely like changed. And I think that was a very stark difference for me. Um, and, and that kind of led me to like being a little on the fence about it when I first started it. But I think it was a very charming game. I think it offers a really interesting story. Um, I think the whole Zidane aspect, and I'm not going to go into sp- story spoilers, but I think learning about him as the game develops makes you kind of understand the story a little bit better. And yeah, I would say I really did enjoy this game. I loved Vivi. I loved, um, even Garnet. Vivi some is
0: p- fantastic. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, Vivi, a- Again, going to the whole Black Mage yeah, I was thing. About to say, I've, Vivi I've...
1: is like the, the new age version of the 2D pixel Black Mage.
2: Oh, I, I love him. Oh, he's, he's fantastic. I think the interesting thing about Zidane is they kind of did something similar uh, to a character like Cloud as opposed to the more amnesianic sort of approach though. They have someone who's a little bit more confident and fully realized in everything, but just is a little unsure of their path. Yeah. And he's yeah. he's very likable. That's the one thing that I like about like he comes in, he's kind of a kind of a dick, but in an endearing way.
1: He gets put in his place pretty quick, though. And he does get changes put in his, his place mind. a lot. Yeah. yeah.
0: He, he's like a teenage bandit, essentially. Like, what, what you would imagine is a cartoon teenage bandit. Very
1: yeah, confident, confident is, very
2: happy-go-lucky. Yeah.
1: I will say, this was the first time we had gotten anything like the trance mode, if I remember correctly. Yeah, like, that was not something that we had in previous games. It was kind the, of like mode, this, sorry? The trance mode. It was kind of like a mini limit break, but yeah. it was like more than one okay, thing. yes
0: yes yeah but that right. was a
1: unique thing i did enjoy kind of trans mode because I, I don't know how many times that saved me from getting completely demolished by a boss is just ending up in oh, trans absolutely. mode and going full ham so that was a cool experience so i did like that um trans
2: was uh great when it wasn't super impatient though
1: yeah <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> there's it's a like, boss now? coming up. Now? no you use it now yeah <laughs> yeah so how, how did we feel about the story? Like what what were your, without going into like too many spoilers, like what is your opinion on like the queen and Garnet and like your because I know some people think that, that that whole story was kind of like a little overplayed and a little over dramatic. What are, what are your thoughts on those?
2: It's a play.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean i I enjoyed it. It. I don't. Final Fantasy is kind of known for its tropes. And it's how what it does with those tropes that make them good. And I think Nine did a really good job with that. So maybe it was a little overdramatic. But it, it still played out very well. Like finding out Zidane's history. Finding out about the Queen and Garnett. And just trying to... It, it makes you want to actually save and do things well mm-hmm. with this. Like it, The whole idea of being tasked to kidnap Garnett. In the first place, and then finding out that there's a whole other situation going on behind scene that that was tropey maybe, but refreshing.
1: I think they did it in a way that didn't make it feel kitschy.
0: And the fact that you're playing in the play and doing just the timed event things to try and get the higher score for the like the mini game during the the actual ceremony, mm-hmm. I I love that.
1: I was that terrible was at it, that. <laughs>
2: I think for myself the the plot is strongest towards the end. And yeah. mm-hmm. more so throughout the beginning half of the game until you start getting those really big revelations of all the stuff that's going on for the most part. It's the world I find more compelling than the story. I really like the it's it's almost like a small town take on high fantasy. And
1: yeah, like yeah the, I can see that.
2: Like, it's got these little hamlets, and then it's also got these incredibly elaborate cities. And it was really cool to see something that you would be more familiar with in the classic Final Fantasies, with these beautiful pre-rendered backgrounds and 3D models and stuff. And I know that Nine was just very much almost a send-off to classic Final Fantasy and, like, a love letter to the originals. Not quite... To the extent of the crystals, though, for some reason, I feel like there's something about crystals in there. It's been a long time since I played it, but I also know it's kind of one of the reasons the game didn't do so good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would say well, not,
0: not just that. It it came out just before the PlayStation Two, and they were still they were already working on Final Fantasy Ten as uh, well. I
2: think it came out just after the PS Two, actually. Maybe.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, it came out two thousand. No. Yes.
0: I
2: don't remember very when the PS2 came out. Very close to like nine and ten came out within a year of each other. I'm pretty sure. So
0: yeah, uh, where's it rank on you guys?
1: Nine was this actually tier. pretty high. It was four for me.
2: Hi, I, I, I we we did the same thing again, because I also all
1: have right. So we're not four. fighting here yeah, until we, we, we get we, to the later games.
2: <laughs> we we are doing. It's a treaty.
1: I can I can I can accept that. Yes, yes.
0: We we are really doing the same thing because again, mine is one above you guys at three.
2: Interesting. So I guess I've got a lot of the really retro stuff crammed in there, though. It's
1: well. all right. I think after this is where oh. it's going to start to table turn for sure for us.
2: <laughs> I don't have a lot of positives <laughs> to say going forward.
0: I, honestly, I don't either. Yeah.
1: Man, I'm gonna be by myself. But all right, gotcha.
0: That that's alright. That this is actually really good because if you know more about these later titles, me and Tyler are not experts on these. Mm,
1: so. I got a lot of negative about some of them too.
0: <laughs> oh, good. Uh so next up is Final Fantasy X. And uh I have to start off with that terrible laughing oh, scene. I but at the same it. time, you know what? The context of that, like if if you don't know what it is, it's it's where it's like this. It's been memed about so much, and it's like this really terrible laugh. But then, when you learn the context of it, is where uh, Yuna is very overwhelmed, and so is uh, Titus, which I always wanted to call Titus till I learned how to actually announce it, and I think it's stupid now. Um, Titus is very overwhelmed with everything going on, and let's face it, the main actual protagonist of the story is Yuna, not Titus. Yeah. Titus is just there for the ride. But the whole idea with the laugh is try and force yourself to laugh to try and not feel as overcoming, uh, overwhelmed. And in reality, that is actually something that we can do on a in, in, in real life is do a fake laugh, get those muscles going and just it's it sounds stupid, but it can actually help out your mental health in some situations. It's because sometimes all you can do is laugh.
3: Gonna laugh well, I in I the agree. face of death. Uh-
0: so Yes, the scene is stupid, but the meaning behind it is pretty damn. Yeah,
1: I, I don't disagree with that. It's just, did they have to do it like that? <laughs> 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 um, okay, so I I am critical.
2: That's nowhere near as hammy as it was. No, oh my no, God, I'm, was
1: I'm, I'm not going to do that on Please purpose. Please don't. It, okay, so I I people know me for disliking two major games, and this is one of them. Um, and the reason why is that I feel like everything was a bit disjointed. The story arc was just kind of meh for the character design. was
2: so boring. It was
1: so boring. Uh, <laughs> I am so sorry for people who love it. And if you love it, I'm glad you love it. But it is not for me. The The biggest thing is just that, like, the character designs felt very, like, unfinished. And it didn't pick up and actually feel like it became fu- finished until 10.2. 2. And it shouldn't take a secondary game to make your game characters feel like finished. And that was a big reason on why this game is not really rated very highly for me. The it's second thing is, late.
2: oh, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, it's funny that you mentioned that because I haven't played 10. I have reasons why I don't want to, yet I am more interested in playing 10-2. Yeah.
1: 10-2 was by far the superior game, but if we're not rating additional titles, we're going just on 10. Yep. Uh, I-, I think it was just, it felt, after coming off of seven and eight and nine's very powerful stories, Ten just felt like a letdown. And and there are good things about the game. Like obviously, like Ten 2 redeems itself and tells the story that I feel like I wish Ten did. Um, a lot of the things is, is I also didn't love the mini games. I am not a Blitzball fan. I found that to be one of the most am- annoying minigames. And I know I'm gonna get like knifed to the face for that, but it was just definitely not a fun mini game, and it just felt so so much of a slog to get through.
2: I didn't come to my PS2 and sit down in front of it with Final Fantasy for sports.
1: (laughs) Yep, I can see that. Yep, yep. yep. I I hard agree. Uh, I will say, though, Final Fantasy X is some of my favorite music.
2: I'm indifferent to the music. I know that the battle theme, so Final Fantasy X is one of those that I went to a friend's house and I would watch over their shoulder very frequently as they played through it as was the style at the time. And it's definitely, it's when you're backseating a game for someone, you can't really enjoy the battle theme that's playing repetitively over and over. It starts to become a little traumatic. So, but since then, I mean, Final Fantasy music as a whole is just so wonderful. So Ten has a few things that aren't too bad, but again, it's one of the ones that I've watched an entire playthrough of it, which is, Nice when I want to know what it's about, but I won't actually play it. And music somehow isn't enough to draw me in.
1: Oh no, yeah. Hard agree. Like I would never play the game simply because I like the music. I definitely want to make that distinction. (laughs) I think the biggest thing that I think a lot of people will talk about when it comes to Final Fantasy X is a lot of millennials and Gen Z, this is their first Final Fantasy. This is the first one that a lot of people jumped in on, so it has a very distinguished nostalgia feel to it. But I think once people realize, like, and the nostalgia wears off, they realize that in comparison to other favorite games of theirs, the character development just isn't there. And some of the characters just kind of feel like they rub you the wrong way. Like, I know people obviously don't like Titus. People also find uh, Waka not super great and, and Riku not super great. Just they're not developed or they're annoying characters. Um, but it just, it, a lot of it is just, we're very partial to the games that we come into the series on. And ten was like the seventh game I played of the series. So Final Fantasy VII was the first one I really played by myself without any assistance from my older siblings. Um, so it that one is like where my my heart is. But had I came in on ten, would I feel the same way? I have no idea. Um, and I think well, that, that plays too. That's
0: like me with eight, right? Yeah. I mean, I it, it'll always hold a special place in my heart. But at least I can admit that it's not. The greatest.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Ten is where I started to feel like my opinions were very old man. I mm-hmm. don't like you. You took away my levels and added this wacky sphere grid thing. I don't like it. Uh, I really. There's no none of the main cast that really strike me. Like you know, usually in these games, out of the Motley Crew, I can at least go that one. That one's my favorite. I see that see was Lulu for
1: me. <laughs>
2: I, Lulu's like kind of neat, but also. I, at least my perception of the plot was almost a little too leaning heavy into, like, a goth stereotype.
1: Oh, yeah. She was, like, 100% cold B-I-T-C-H, for sure. Yep. But
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah. But, it, yeah. Um, it,
1: it, she was very, like, over pushed, but I still liked her for that reason, I think.
2: But more disappointing than that, I just, I just and it's not even like a, I dislike them so much that I want to pursue this, but the villain does nothing for me.
1: No. Yeah, same.
0: So, where would you guys rank it? Low.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, 10? Okay, so I, I have these a little bit mixed around. 10 is number 10 for me, because I would still rather play it than like 4 and 2 and 3. Um, yep. So, it, it's number 10 for me.
2: It's okay. It's not at the bottom for me, but it is at 13. And 13 mm. out of 15 is pretty low.
0: It is. Yeah. Uh, For myself, I have a 9 just because I know there's a lot of gripes about it and what I've seen it hasn't been too appealing uh I know you guys were mentioning the the sphere grid I still want to check it out and see it for myself so it's it's more of a interest that I have
1: it's worth a playthrough right so it's definitely it's, not it's, worth a replay <laughs> for me
0: <laughs> that, that that's fair yeah and you know definitely what worth I, I playing might, through I might start it and drop it halfway through I'd like to at least see it to the end but There'll there'll be a day I get there. Uh so this one is gonna be a bit of an oddball, and I don't know if anyone here has played it, but uh, Final Fantasy XI.
1: I tried so hard to play this game. So hard. Did I lit okay, so I didn't play it on content, didn't know it existed, didn't really wasn't big into online games at that time. So okay. I was trying to get back into it in around 2015. Let me tell you that the biggest boss of that entire game is the playonline.com. Ah. <laughs> I tried for hours. I sat down with friends. I tried to get in. This game would not let me play it. Could not play it. And I still can't play it. I even downloaded every- everything through Steam and I still can't get my account verified. So I still can't oh, play it. No. But I... I will say this on like third party knowledge. It is an awesome game. Um, it, it really paved the way for what 14 is now. And I know we'll get there later. It had, but it also had a very difficult, um, kind of curve. So it was a very, very grindy game. Um, and obviously it was the very first MMORPG. They learned a lot doing that game. Um, but there, there were so many things that people talk about from a nostalgia value that they just loved the game. And I know there are people playing it on private servers nowadays, And it's still being updated, not necessarily being like new content or anything like that, but it is still being updated. So I I would love to still try it like hands down would would absolutely jump in and play it if I could. Um, If I can find a way to play it, I will absolutely play it. But um, I think
0: think trying it out would be a a lot of fun just to for for retro sake. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and there's still stuff that, like, is still fun to do today and still fun to play through for the first time. If not anything, yeah. you're getting the story. Um, And I heard the story of Eleven is fantastic.
0: I I could believe that. Now, all honesty, and th- this is going to be a dumb reason why I never got into it, because I was really excited for it. But then there was a Flash series on, I'm going to say Newgrounds anyways, called The Decline of Video Games. And it's evil protagonists where, like, Depictions of the CEO of Square Enix, uh, Capcom, and Konami. And they were always devising plans for these very harsh critics. And they did like almost a Family Guy ish flashback thing during their episodes. And it was, oh, a ladybird. And then the guy gets killed instantly by it, by like, does the 9999 damage thing, right? And. It's like, okay, I got to take a loan out to buy a Phoenix down. And then, because it never happened, uh, he took a loan and missed a payment. So the leader or the CEO of Square Enix barges into the guy's house and repossesses his computer. And it's like, is it really that bad? Okay, I don't want to play it. Damn. <laughs>
1: it's it's <laughs> That is dumb. some marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Satire gone it, far. It, yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: it, it granted again when when it came out it's like I,
3: I i don't
0: know what i'm getting into right so and but it it, it did appeal to me and it was it always captivated me on, on what it could be and instead i went to world of warcraft and oh, that God. sucked up years of my life <laughs> so
1: i'm thankful i didn't uh, get sucked into warcraft until after i played 14
0: yes <laughs> 14 right. is admittedly at the better game
1: i know <laughs>
2: that I didn't have a PS2, and I think I was using dial-up internet until my early 20s. So, this game had always seemed a little out of reach Mm -hmm. when it was relevant, but moreover than that, this, again, this is just adding to the decline that is my fondness for what Final Fantasy is up to these days. And after my old man takes on Final Fantasy X, to find out that Final Fantasy XI is an online multiplayer game, I, I'm i scared for these kids.
3: <laughs> hey, boomer. They're,
2: they're being pushed into very strange directions now, and I don't understand it. I just want the crystals back and maybe a thief. So, now that's. You can be
1: a thief, you can be a rogue
2: which is one of the reasons why this isn't at the bottom (laughs) of my list. (laughs) Now, it's one of those things where I do actually think Final Fantasy XI conceptually is really cool now that I've had time to not be a bitter old man of a teenager. And (laughs) I I really like what it was trying to do, but you can tell that it is very, very jank early MMO prototype, right? Yes. It's I... one of those things where someone like myself, I know that because I wasn't there and I've never really been an online multiplayer type person to begin with, but that with no lack of nostalgia, it's hard for me to have much drive to play this and I also know that even with private servers and etc, oh, this game is a grind. Mm-hmm. So I I think it's neat I'm not about to outright say anything bad about it, but it really doesn't appeal to me.
1: Yeah, and it, and I think that's that's fair because it was a very different style of game, and it pulled away very dramatically from the main line for it, like numbered Final Fantasies, how they always had been. But I will say is that while I didn't get to play it, I am very thankful it existed because its foundations led to fourteen.
0: That's that's fair enough. So what would you guys rank it as?
1: I would say 7, and that's mostly just because I can't play it and I want to. (laughs) That's
2: That's fair. That's a good reasoning, though. I I like that. For myself, I have it at 14. Again, I have nothing particularly, like, I can be far more critical about 10 when it comes to its approach, but the sad truth is I could see myself actually playing 10 before 11 only Mm -hmm. for the fact that it's a more self-contained up-to-my-own-devices kind of game to play right
1: yeah an yep. mmo takes a lot of like not even that's... like prep work it takes it takes a lot out of you in general so like it's, it's not I'm just like a do. one and done yeah and
2: <laughs> i want to do other stuff. there's things. no that's, that's that's the it. sad truth about it yeah
1: yeah
0: so i have actually ranked at 15 ah. and for pretty much the same reasons as tyler uh it's for one mmo it's I've I've had countless hours in MMO different MMOs uh from 14 to World of Warcraft to back in the old days of Knights Online and nothing inherently wrong with them they are time sinks and I just I I'm looking at this as more of a what do I think I would get to first yeah mm-hmm. kind of perspective yeah. so and with how much of a hassle it can be to get the the private server set up I think it would it's a lot of effort, and with how much grind that it could be, I'd rather just watch a, a synopsis video on on story and whatnot to get the uh, the highlights, if you will.
1: Yeah, if play online actually, wasn't a terrible boss, it. mine would have been higher.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I just like I, I probably p- p- should have put it lower just because of that. But I spent days like of my yeah. life. I'm never getting back. Uh, trying to set up that game.
0: You just had to grind more. <laughs> I
1: guess I don't know what else I could have <laughs> grinded. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I sit with that one.
0: So, admittedly, these next two I don't know much about, but uh, Final Fantasy 12.
1: Final Fantasy 12 was a very interesting change. So, Final Fantasy 12 introduced a lot of different things. It introduced, it was the first uh, mainline Final Fantasy game, besides obviously 11, we're not counting that in standard games, um, to introduce a non randomized battle so you basically ran into the enemy in the real life you didn't have to okay. like you didn't have to like run around and then hope you didn't hit anything you just actively ran around the like the enemy that was standing there so that took a very different spin and then it also was like still party based but it was party based in the way that you could like live change in battle so it was like trying to be like a single character but also a party blend so it was a very interesting take i think um and offered a very creative like kind of turning point for Final Fantasy, and I think Final Fantasy twelve is why we saw things like Final Fantasy fifteen, how we saw Final Fantasy seven remake change in kind of those player based to where you can quickly switch between them. That was like the monumental turning point for for that type of, I guess, mechanic in game was Final okay. Fantasy twelve.
0: I knew it was twelve or thirteen that that kind of started that kind of feel to it, and it's just kind of progressively gotten more enhanced and refined until mm-hmm. what we have in, in seven remake now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so final fantasy 12, final fantasy 15 all sank. So final fantasy seven could, uh, could swim to be honest. Uh, yep. the other thing that is really interesting about final fantasy 12 is it introduced our first AI party members. Um and and I say that as uh the Gambit system. Uh I don't know if you're familiar with it, but basically it allowed you to add AI to characters as a licensing system and basically what it allowed you to do was to basically kind of allow them like instructions on how to fight. Like what oh. to do. So it it basically like I found it to be like when I first played it, I remember getting my PlayStation 2 copy, um and it was it was a lot. I ended up not really using the Gambit system. I think as I w- maybe have gotten older, I would probably likely use it. Um, but I I pretty much went through the entire game without using the game, but system when I first played through the game. Um, okay. But it was a really interesting take. It just added a lot of com- like complicated aspects to it that a younger player I think may not necessarily be able to understand as well.
0: That's yeah, I could I could totally see that. That's the issue with wanting like more complex systems in these games and while still trying to keep it simple enough so you can bra- broaden your age range mm-hmm. for them, right?
1: Yeah, that and the, the voice acting. Fantastic. 10 out of 10.
0: That's, that's actually good to hear.
2: I I think for myself, this is the continuing trend of, oh God, are the kids okay? And <laughs> <laughs> I know that they, they almost seems like they took a lot of the pieces of what they were going for with Final Fantasy Eleven with the more action-oriented combat, but try to refine it so, you know, you're obviously not uh, relying on other players online, so you can have a little bit more control. But the Gambit system also is almost a weird way to simulate what it would be like to play with others online. And Eh. I think that is a very interesting approach, but what have they done with My Beloved Fantasy? I I don't know what I'm looking at, I would say
1: it's a beautiful game, though. It is absolutely a beautiful game. Like, despite its seemingly clunky battle system, Final Fantasy XII, I think, delved into beautiful stories about, like, the summons and kind of just the the era in general and, like, learning a lot about that. So I think deep down it still is a very big fantasy game. It just adds a lot more modern... Modernity? What what is the word for that for modern? (laughs) Um, it, It basically just tried to new age the fantasy um i think and while i didn't love the original the the remastered version of it is is a little bit better it feels a little cleaner um, I can't remember exactly what they were refined in both versions, but um, I play it on Switch, and I have it on PlayStation as well, and I find them both to be quite enjoyable to play through. And I think it also was a good entry to, this, to the to the uh, series as well, especially for modern players, because uh, when did that come out? That came out in like 2000-something. Um, PS2 game. 2006. So, yeah. yeah. 2006. So I was in high school when this came out, and I remember playing this with my friends and stuff like that, and it felt good. Like, it felt decent. But I was still, like, I feel like I was just not quite as involved to, like, fully understand the Gambit system, so I probably made the game a lot harder for myself. I think they really could have done a better job of of kind of streamlining it a little bit farther back or adding an option, an accessibility option, to not have to deal with the Gambit and just have it, like, auto-set. And it basically kind of did that if you didn't set it but like i think it I, I would have liked it maybe a little bit more streamlined for that process
2: it, it auto set it almost in a punishing way like this is yes. what you get for not
1: interacting with it yeah exactly
0: yeah. yeah that's that's a little rough so it's 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 certainly get a full grasp of the system otherwise we're going to
2: you're not going to have put a good you time at a bit of a
0: disadvantage yeah I,
1: it just felt like it took longer like if i because i didn't micromanage my characters i will say i did actually really like the growth system so it had basically like a checkerboard or like a chessboard that you would basically level up and learn skills and upgrades with and I actually kind of okay. like that um that was uh, I think probably one of my favorite of the later versions of like what leveling looks like now um, and I enjoyed that because then you could see like your summons, you could increase magic or technic, um, and and kind of see it on a on a live grid. You could see how far away you were from X Y Z skill, and that was motivating for me. So I think I really did enjoy the growth system from Twelve though.
0: You know what? You you've piqued my interest actually. So I'm I, I have it ranked a little low, but it's at the same time there's so many great games here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it has more of an interest for me now mm-hmm. just it 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 seems interesting now there's the zodiac age is that just that's the remastered that remaster. yeah that's yeah. the remaster. It, that's that's remastered sure. okay mm-hmm. okay cuz i there's been a few times that i've actually gone to pick that up i've seen it on the shelf and it's like oh maybe i should get this and then it's like no i came here for this i should just get this if what you get you it do? get it on
1: sale yeah it i wouldn't uh, me personally it, it it's actually rated really high for me it's my number 3 game Wow! Um, oh wow! Yeah. So it's my number three game because I loved the story and I loved the I loved a lot of mechanics of the game, not necessarily the battle, um, but the story, the voice, the plot. The I loved the leveling system. I kind of liked kind of how our characters were introduced and how they were shaped. So yeah, twelve is twelve is actually surprisingly high for me.
2: That okay? That would be my only draw because gameplay wise, it really isn't tempting me all that much it is though as a world and a story and i know evil has a long standing history in final fantasy and branching all sorts of different franchises like i think it's what vagrant story takes place in evil
1: but final fantasy tactics too tactics
2: does as well yep yeah. yep and uh but for me i would have it at 11 as it's it's low ranked for me but it's far from the lowest like i have this above final fantasy 10 because I would at least rather try 12 than play through 10. So, yeah. it's not you know, I I'm, I'm not about to say I despise it, but it I have a a bit of a discomfort with the idea of trying it, but I am curious.
0: Is that cuz you're a boomer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with Love the Retro and like the early games. Like a no, lot of people uh, are either on one side of the spectrum or the other. Whereas me, I, I am more middle of the spectrum. I would say like 7 yeah. and 9 and 12 are kind of like my primaries. But um, yeah, I, I that's kind of where I'm at.
0: So quite honestly, like I, I'm not going to change my ranking now. But if I could, I would swap where my 10 is for my 12. And But I have 12 at 13. Okay, yeah. So, but you've, you've peaked my, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, if, if I could switch FF10 out of slot nine and put that, put 12 there, I think that would more represent now knowing a bit more about it. And I think the reason that it is low and admittedly thirteen's low as well, just because I don't know enough about them. So they yeah. have less interest for it, and that's me with a lot
1: of the earlier retro tiles too. Yeah, are we and are we doing another thing, but the uh-huh.
0: we, we will be. <sighs> yeah, uh, a lot of these games, like we we may have them ranked, and putting them low doesn't mean they're bad by any means. Like. It just means that there's some great games that we prefer beforehand. So that I and mean, every
1: player is different. So what what's going to be exa- my exa- number exa- one and your number one? Well, but we're the same for that one. But uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I had to throw a slight to all Final Fantasy players there. But um, it, a lot of it is just like you play what's going to bring you joy. Like these are just our rankings exactly. and stuff like that, too. So exactly. don't take any of this as like, man, they shit on my game. And like, no, like you enjoy what you enjoy.
0: If. If you take offense because we enjoy something different from you, then uh, honestly be offended because these are just opinions. If you enjoy, don't let anyone tell you you can't enjoy something. Right? So uh Final Fantasy 13.
2: I don't enjoy this.
1: <laughs> Welcome to my lowest ranked game.
0: This
2: is also my lowest ranked <laughs> game. Yep.
0: Uh it is my 14th.
1: Mm, so we are relatively so. in agreement.
0: Yes. The eleven is my lowest because of its scenario with just the hassle trying to get it to work in the first place and also the grind. Uh thirteen is not an online game, so it is doable. That's about the the only thing that beats out eleven for me. So yeah, fourteen. <laughs> uh, we we could Anyone want to say know, why?
2: I know nothing about thirteen, so we could skip ahead to fourteen. Yeah,
1: I don't have much okay. to add with thirteen. I would say the uh, I, and I, I I know a lot of people hate me because I hate this game, but uh, it just it the story and the characters did nothing for me. Um so many it, of them. It, there's too many you, of them. You could
0: almost say and, that and that was, opinion is not shocking.
1: Uh, yeah. Oh my god! Get out. <sighs> Get out of your own podcast. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it. Uh, it, it, yeah, it just, it really didn't do anything for me. I will say that um, one thing I did love that they added, and I'll give this props to them, is that the I think it was the Ultimate Hits International version had like a difficulty option, and I think it had an easy mode. And I think that was one of the few times we had ever seen that in a Final Fantasy game. So I will okay. give them that. and And I'm big on accessibility, especially when I don't want to play something. Um, So, I if I ever get forced to play this through my community, I'm playing it on easy mode uh, if I can.
0: So Krebs community, if you want to get oh give her god, a bad please time, don't do that. Um...
1: <laughs> if you all love me any little bit, please don't do that to me.
0: <laughs> all right, so let's skip 13 because it's 13. Uh, on to 14 now, or, or Final Fantasy 14, and. So I first played this actually because of Kreb's stream. I joined in on one of her streams. I think I was following one of my other streaming buddies, and he introduced me to uh, Kreb's channel. And she was playing Final Fantasy XIV. I'm like, this uh, this actually looks pretty good. I've heard it's good. And I will say this: from its launch to where it is now, what Completely a redemption different. story!
1: Yeah. Thank it you, Yoshida.
0: Yes, it is like the best redemption story, like feel good redemption story in the history of gaming.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, 1.0 was an absolute train wreck. I didn't play it, but I've read and watched every deep dive video that there is on YouTube about it, to be honest. Um, I didn't start playing this until 2015. My sister asked me what I wanted for Christmas and I said Final Fantasy 14. I've never played an MMO rpg like this before and she's like great what do i buy you because then there was like final fantasy heavensward and final fantasy realm Reborn and final (laughs) fantasy 14 i was like i don't know i just want to play it so she finally got it out for me uh that's what she did actually (laughs) (laughs) um and she got me the game and well unfortunately the rest got turned into history um and that's basically been the focus of my channel for the last seven years but i will say The game has come a very, very long way since I started playing in 2015. The game was definitely not as user-friendly as it is now. And even now, I wouldn't consider it super user-friendly. There's still a lot of things that are missed by brand new players or that just are things that you would not know unless you really did a deep dive into it. But the story and the characters and your customization of like how you want to play. The biggest thing that I love the most about Final Fantasy 14 is I can play every single job class on one character because yes. that was an immediate turnoff for me with WoW. I didn't play WoW it's... until after I played fourteen, and it was a game changer for me.
0: And your job class is all based around your weapon, if I'm correct, not mistaken. Yes. Yeah.
1: So you had to re-level the classes, which I know was frustrating for some people. But at the same time, as somebody with ADHD, I want to heal one day. I want to dance the next. I want to tank the next. And I don't want to, like, go through 25 hours of the story to find out I hate the job. And that's what I did with WoW yeah. tons of times. And I was like, no, I'm not restarting for a fifth time because I hate this class. <laughs> like, that's yeah, just not that's... what I'm doing. So I,
0: I absolutely can get behind that. I yeah.
1: loved that aspect. And that is one of the few aspects that has made it so I can't go to any other MO, <laughs> to be honest. Like I don't have, I I need that because I don't want to level something up for, you know, 10, 15 hours and then find out I hate it. Whereas in yeah. 14, I can just switch off a job stone, go unlock the next job and then play a class I actually like playing.
0: And then try it out in, in so many different very aspects in in an environment that you're also comfortable with.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: So. And you could play with a controller, which I I don't know why it fascinates me so much, but I, I mean, you could play Final Fantasy 11
1: with a controller too. It's because, yes. Oh yeah. The game was originally launched on PlayStation. So, and and same with Final Fantasy 14, it was originally built for controller and it was added PC with keyboard and mouse later. So that's why the fluidity of controller is so good with 14 and with, I guess, 11 at that point too. But um, as a disabled content creator, I have to play this on controller. Like I I for the amount of hours I put in at a single setting of Final Fantasy 14, I would not even be able to last a quarter of that if I had to have my arms propped up playing on a keyboard. So that's
0: that's fair enough. Yeah. I am
1: so thankful that the controller support is fantastic. It's not like the most like revolutionary thing, but it's comfortable and it's fluid. And that's about enough for me.
0: I'm, I'm going to say it's a little revolutionary just because it's still baffles me that it's actually a thing like granted i played wow for a good majority of of my gaming career if we're if we'll call it that and i've also done other mmos nights online and stuff it was always keyboard and mouse i mm-hmm. don't imagine playing an mmo with a with a controller and for whatever reason uh again you were the first time i actually saw gameplay of final fantasy 14 so and i think i download that uh a trial of it that night and i said you know what i'm just gonna plug in a controller and see because that that's cool i've I've never heard of that so i I did that and i cannot play 14 keyboard yes i I can't either controller
1: (laughs) i have tried a few times and i can't do it yeah
0: it 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 just baffled me
1: yeah it's it was really just a, and I'll preface this by saying I have played other MMOs since I started 14, but I have been so spoiled by 14 that I have never stuck with another one. I've played ESO, I've played WoW, I've even played WoW with controller, and let me tell you, that is one of the worst experiences I ever had playing controller <laughs> on a video game. Um, and it just, I, it floors me that Square Enix was able to build something so cohesive and so accessible that. Like now I use that as the basis for whenever I try a new MMO and it sucks because 90% of MMOs are built around the keyboard and mouse, you know, a 10 key, a, a Naga or whatever it is that you're using, like an MMO mouse. And I can't play that way. Like that just doesn't, no. that doesn't work for me. I I get too tired. My shoulder ish, have issues, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's just like, and we're just even touching the the just the mechanics of the game. We're not even talking about the story arcs, because let me tell you, Shadowbringers, Heaven's Ward, Endwalker, uh, even Stormblood. Stormblood's my least favorite of the four, but those three expansions, I don't know how many times I have cried, and I have I've, endless alts going through those stories again so I can hurt my feelings all over again.
0: <laughs> I've I've heard it's quite an emotional roller coaster, and it's it's a really good story. Unfortunately, I haven't played any of the expansion. I did go back to it after being on hiatus because we started raiding in WoW again. But uh, oh, not anymore, but oh, back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got to the end of the base game and then the end content. So I believe that's right before. Right
1: before Heavensward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You stopped right before so, it got good.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. And I've heard that. And it's like, I want to get back. But at the same time, I mean, I can't even pull myself away from theater rhythm. Yeah. So maybe not playing an MMO is is a beneficial thing for me. So I'm actually paying attention to things that do need attention. Otherwise, I I was absorbed by 14.
1: It was my entire so. life for seven years. And the reason it actually was the reason I started streaming was Final Fantasy 14. I um I really I started with like I think Final Fantasy seven original, the Steam version. God awful Final Fantasy seven original. That is the worst port to have. um i started streaming that and then i realized that i didn't really want to stream that because i hated the steam version it just like made me like angry because of how buggy and crappy it was so i started playing final fantasy 14 on my ps4 and i realized that i could stream and i didn't know anybody i had like no friends in this game whatsoever like nobody i knew was playing it so i started streaming actually for with with final fantasy 14 going through the story so i started um Really streaming kind of more so in my, like, early Heavensward days, because I started streaming a couple, like, maybe, like, a month or two later. I I got the game in December 2015, and I think I started streaming, like, actively on my PS4 in, like, March, and then I built my first gaming PC that October and started actually taking, like, content creation seriously that October. So, October 2016. Um, and I streamed my whole like progression through the story. Um, I was a dragoon back then, probably one of the worst on the server. And it, (laughs) it was just, it was amazing. And I had people coming in and helping me. They would teach me things that I had no idea. They were like teaching me about like how you had to level, like back in the day, you had to level one class to get a certain skill and then this class to get that skill. And it, it really just turned into this huge community building thing for me. So it not only did the story pull me in, but the community built built me in. And unless you're somebody that really just has that like strong desire to play MMOs or has a strong desire for those community driven games, I can see why a lot of people wouldn't necessarily jump into it as like a primary focus. But for me, I, I kind of jumped from one online world to another because i was uh you know in second life and then i before that i was in the sims online like i always had something so this kind of filled that gap for me the last seven years
0: that's yeah and going back to the whole thing about community like that's one thing i found about just in 14 is there's so many positive people who are willing to help you out and help teach you not not just in in your streams but just online it, it was yeah it was, it was almost unheard experience. of
1: like how nice the people yeah. were like and obviously every community has its little shitheads but it was yep. uh overwhelmingly positive and that was one of the first times i had ever dealt with that much positive from one singular community
0: yeah no that's that's it's absolutely wonderful and uh, just because we are getting a little tight on time, we unfortunately do have to move off of 14. Mm-hmm. So what's, uh, what's everyone's ranking? And Tyler, you've been very quiet.
2: Because I <laughs> have nothing <laughs> to say about 14. <laughs> now, I mean, I established that, you know, uh, online games really not really my forte. But if I was to play one, this would be the one that I would play. And yeah. admittedly, not really anything about the gameplay entices me. Whatsoever. But the one thing I do know about 14 is that it is just a celebration of all of Final
1: Fantasy. It is. At all yeah, times. there's cameos all over.
2: Yeah, and that is something that has tempted me. But again, same with the point that I made with 11, the amount of time that it requires to dedicate. And I love Final Fantasy. I truly do. But there are so many games that I have to play that, you know, I just can't find myself to bring the time to dedicate myself to solely that one game so in my ranking it is sitting at 12 which sounds low but it's by no means a negative 12 it's just a i'm sorry i just don't know how to make it work 12.
1: mine's a number
2: two i i thought that's where it would sit for
0: you i i was wondering if it was going to be your second or not uh, it is number four for me, and just because as much as I admire it, I like the whole redemption arc that it had with Yoshi P, and just everything about it. It's community, it's gameplay, and its its story is fantastic. I unfortunately just don't have time for it, and I, I wish I did have that extra time that I could put into it. But again, I got a backlog here, and because I am a physical collector, if this thing fell, it would put me in the hospital. So yeah, I I, I don't have time for it. Yeah. Uh, but i i i do really wish i did
2: this uh this next one i'm also not going to have a whole lot of input on it but i also will say that it's not negative unlike most of my old man thoughts to the new style i'm actually a little <laughs> bit more positive about uh what what final fantasy 15 is doing about uh Josh you've played this one right
0: yep yeah uh not terrible well i guess it's been a few years now um yeah, Final Fantasy fifteen is... it's... it's the boy band one. Well, <laughs> starting off with pushing your car because it's out of gas. Cup and of noodles. It's... cup of noodles. Yep. So... Uh, I... I know it's a bit of a hot take because this, this game does get shot on a lot, but I, I didn't mind it at least until I believe it was chapter 13 with the hallways. And that thing just kept going and going. To the point where I just wanted to stop it there. Um, as for the final boss fight and whatnot, it's very predictable twists. And the second last boss fight is much harder than the last boss fight. And the last boss fight is very gimmicky where, yeah, it didn't end well. It had a great start. Have you played this one, Kriff?
1: I have. I never finished it, though. Um
0: you're not missing much on the end.
1: Yeah, I I've heard that this game was released basically unfinished and that the DLC basically had to try to fix that and then they stopped that halfway through. So I I have some mixed feelings about 15. Um I f- firmly believe that 15 kind of just drowned a little for 7 to really shine um because yep. they used a lot of those mechanics and a lot of that kind of baseline, I think. From Final Fantasy XV when they were using, uh, or when they were remaking the uh, Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I I didn't love it at first. So when I first got it, I really didn't like it. I played maybe 30 minutes of it. I put it down and I forgot about it. I did re-pick it back up a couple of years ago. Still haven't finished it yet. But I certainly don't have the same sort of like angsty feel about it that I did in the beginning. Is it yeah. is it a good game? Yeah. Is it a perfect game? Absolutely not um no and I, no
0: not not by any means i think
1: it has a lot of redeeming qualities i do like the character development of it i think that they did a good job with what they gave us of the story am i happy that we didn't get a full story no but uh i think it, of what they gave us it was a quality story i think in my opinion um so mine is actually rated pretty pretty decently
0: yeah i i, I think all that's fair like the first time that you see one of those uh oh, I, f- I forget what they're called but essentially the empire bring in one of those ships and they just drop, start dropping enemies on you. And it's like, whoa, whoa, what, what's going on? The whole open world aspect is, I mean, the side quests are fairly standard for open world games, a lot of fetch quests and stuff in it. So I didn't personally touch it. And I, I played, I stuck mainly to the, to the main beats of the story. And I mean, I, I like the dynamic between the four guys. Uh, I mean, the cooking scenes were always great. Yeah. Why did the food look so good? <laughs> Video game <laughs> um, food
2: has to look incredible.
0: That's fair. Yeah. And okay. I, I, I like the characters. I like the the dynamics that they all shared. And it had a lot of charm, but then it just kind of fell flat.
1: Yeah. I, I would so. agree with that, too. I think they really tried to push the handle and compete with a lot of open-world RPG games, but yes. didn't really know how to execute that properly um we saw a lot of interesting things with it like we still had a kind of a more upgraded AI with it with the different player uh, player contextual commands um yep. we had like the parries and you know enemy attack and side strikes and blind strikes and all that kind of stuff there was a lot of interesting things that were added to it I just think that, like, they really tried to tackle an empire that they were only able to burn maybe, like, a security tower for. Like, it was, it, yeah. they, they, I think they aimed a little higher than they were able to deliver, and I think we saw that just from the fact that they never really finished the stories and finished the DLCs. Um, not that they should have been DLCs in the first place. I'm a firm believer of give us a I, game and that be done with I, it.
0: I, I agree. But. Do, do any special content as DLC, sure, but nothing that pertains yeah. to the actual main story.
1: Yeah. So. Like obviously, I haven't finished it, so I don't have a full like complete look at the story. But what I have played and what I've seen, it is a it is a solid game. Like it's a, you know a decent game, and it's a lot of people's first kind of introduction to it because a lot of people don't want to play the older Final Fantasy games. So it still kind of brings in people to the series. And I think Final Fantasy fifteen to Final Fantasy sixteen will be less of a jump for people than maybe something like some of the other games had been in the past, like, you know, Final Fantasy seven to Final Fantasy Nine or, you know, Final Fantasy ten to Final Fantasy Fourteen. So um yeah. I, I think it has a lot of interesting aspects, but um I think it was just kind of half half washed.
0: Yeah, it it was a marathon that they sprinted and were winded at the three quarter mark. Yeah. Even even halfway, I'd say. So it's, uh, Tyler, you said that you had a few things that you wanted to point out on 15.
2: I mean, there's a lot about it that really doesn't appeal to me, in all honesty. I have no attachment to these characters. I haven't played it, so I haven't had a reason to have attachment, but it it didn't like immediately draw me like something like, you know, Cloud, he's so cool. I need to know why he's so cool. That kind of draw. (laughs) But I will say that, I think Final Fantasy 7 Remake actually helps pull me into wanting to play this game a bit more positively, just because I know that this is a bit more of an archetype for what 7 would become, right? Or 7 yeah. Remake, I should say. And I really, really like 7 Remake. So yeah. I'm willing to give it a shot for that reason, but it's kind of a different thing where Final Fantasy 8, despite my criticisms towards it, it's one of those ones that I want to play to the end to, you know, justify my feelings in, right? As where yep. Final Fantasy XV is something I do want to play someday, but I won't feel bad if I drop it a few hours in and it just doesn't grab me, you know? That's
0: that's fair. It's
2: not... I, I, I feel like I'll get enough out of it soon enough into it to know if it's for me or not. And I'm quite okay with that, but... I do like what it's trying to do. The open world thing, I got I got mixed feelings on that as I do open worlds these days anyway, yeah, but I will say too. the one thing that made me go, well, maybe this isn't so bad after all is I remember watching a friend of mine play it and he was just fighting some generic goblin enemies and the goblin sprite was the Final Fantasy, well, they not a sprite obviously, but it was designed after the Final Fantasy 1 goblin sprite. Yes. And that just kind of made me think I I like this. This this speaks to my nostalgic simplicity of my brain.
0: Retro stuff. Yay.
2: Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't I don't hate what it's trying to do. I have heard some controversial things, so it's not really you know, a huge priority, but like as far as the ranking goes, I got it smack dab in the middle at 8.
1: Yeah, mine's oh, number nice. 6, I think, so.
0: Yeah. It's kind of funny because i think i had the most fun with it but i have it at 10
2: <laughs> yeah it's 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 the woody meme you, you i'm done playing with you
0: <laughs> yeah 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 that, that that's that's probably it yeah
2: and you're just picking you know, up poor... theater rhythm in the other hand yes yeah so its
0: soundtrack isn't bad either so i guess not the greatest but not not bad by any means
2: guess that now that we're at the end of uh that what should we should we do a refresher on like our top threes top five something like that
0: yeah, uh, Kreb, do you have yours written down?
1: Yeah, I've got mine written down. What do you want? Top that's five good. or top three?
0: Uh, let's do top five.
1: All right. So number one is seven. Number two is fourteen. Number three is twelve. Number four is nine, and number five is six.
0: Tyler, what's yours? Uh for what- That's that's a pretty good strong lineup.
2: Yeah, mine obviously, as we've mentioned here, strays uh, a little bit more to the earlier end of uh, the timeline. So we have. 1 is Final Fantasy 6, 2 would be 7, 3 would be 4, five. 4 would be 9, That's hard to structure that, and <laughs> 5 would be 3.
0: That's pretty good, too. Uh, so mine is, first is 7, second is 6, 3 is 9, 4 is 14, and 5 is 4, also known as 2. <laughs>
2: Numbers. So I had to
0: toss another number in there.
2: <laughs> yeah, but wild card question. If you had to pick an honorable mention slash, doesn't have to be your favorite, but at least one that you just kind of want to bring to the spotlight right now. What's a game with Final Fantasy in it, but not a mainline game that you would? I'm I'm going to get a little love to Chrono Trigger here. I think that's the best Final Fantasy game.
1: Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, so not tactics. necessarily a spinoff. Wait, Sorry, I thought Cripple. you said it had to have Final Fantasy in the title.
2: <laughs> I say lots of things, but they're usually about Chrono Trigger. <laughs> <laughs> Mine okay. is
1: definitely Final Fantasy Tactics.
2: If if I'm not being facetious, it would probably be the Theater Rhythm series. So. But Tactics is one I need to try. I've, I don't know. Tactics RPGs aren't my thing, but also Final Fantasy Tactics is like the gold standard for them. It is.
1: I've been chasing the Final Fantasy Tactics high for 25 years. I can't find another <laughs> game that even comes... Like, the only games that have come close to it were Triangle Strategy, and even that was not close.
2: Not a name.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm still not a fan of that name.
2: Uh,
1: Josh. Yeah, I was like, let's drop things out of a bucket and see what we can grab.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, wait, they just dropped the project part of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> uh, so... For myself, um, for one, on Final Fantasy Tactics, I will definitely pick that up if it gets a remake or remaster on the Switch. Good
1: luck. We've been waiting for that for 25 years.
0: There's been lots of rumors of it recently that are surfacing out into the main media outlets, so...
1: I will say, though, if that doesn't happen, which I feel like it's never going to happen because we've been waiting for years, the iOS version is actually not bad. I play it on the i. That's literally my plane game. So I'm going to be playing that on the plane when I go to Boston next week.
0: So Is that because the, uh, the Pixel Remasters don't work on the Steam Deck?
1: Uh, no, mostly because I'm bringing my Switch.
0: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so for me, I'm actually going to go with... Uh, I want to say Theater Rhythm, but I'm actually going to go with Crisis Core.
1: Just oh, i played good one it pretty
0: recently so i played the the crisis core reunion
1: yeah that was for good. the first
0: uh, that was my first experience with with crisis core and the beginning i didn't have a great time with but that ending and just past that halfway mark or even a quarter of the way mark into it it's just it really picked up speed it answered a lot of things that we didn't that we were left asking after seven and yeah it it i just had a really good time with it so,
2: haven't gotten to Crisis it yet, core. but I I am looking forward to finally getting around to Crisis Core one day. I know the plot; it's funny, but um, <laughs> it's it, I want to play it. I like the Final Fantasy VII compilation stuff. You know, Zach's a pretty solid character. Want to know more about? And it just seems like you know, if, if I can get through Kingdom Hearts three five eight over two days or whatever the heck it was called, I think I can do Crisis Core.
0: You just want to do it for Loveless, right? Yeah.
2: Gotta do it for Loveless.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, does anyone have any final thoughts? Play
1: all the Final Fantasy games. I don't care which one you play first, but play one.
0: Yeah, That's pretty solid advice. You spoony it's, it's... bard.
1: <laughs> or you there best looking man in the room. <laughs> <laughs> or woman, Cup or non-binary. We don't, we don't judge here.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: Uh, Alright. Well, I guess that is it. Uh, So, Krev will pass me off her details, and I'll make sure that they are in the description for anyone who wants to go check her out her lovely content. And, uh, yeah, I think I'm spent myself. So, Krev, where can they find you one more time?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I am found most days on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Krev. That's C-R-E-V. And I'm also on Twitter at KrevLMTV. And, yeah, I do content about three or four times a week. And, yeah, mostly Square Enix, Final Fantasy titles, and indies.
2: Excellent. And, uh, and once you can again, find yeah, thank you Uh-oh. so much for joining us today.
1: Absolutely. Yes. I, anytime I yes. can talk about Final Fantasy, I am having a good day.
0: That's kind of what I was banking on when we sent you a message. <laughs> it's like, come on, she, she loves the series, right? Sure the... enough. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for coming. I, hopefully we can get you on again later on down the road. And, uh, yeah. Hope you had a good time.
3: Definitely.
0: And to everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed the episode. This has been the Optional Boss Podcast. You can find us over on Instagram or Twitter at OptionalBossPC. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone.
3: Bye. Bye.